Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 343, recorded on September 16th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we have special guests Drew and John from the End Dads After Dark show, and we talk about hard-hitting, lip-smacking Dads After Dark content, Bluetooth is finally here, rumors of new controllers, and when was the golden age of gaming? Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here with Nintendo Dads, and you're listening to episode 343. And man, what a packed cast we have for you guys tonight. It is September the 16th, uh, 2021, and it's been a week, and we're here to talk about it. We've got lots and lots of show tonight, and uh, some special guests uh, joining us along the way, too. And so before we do that, let's go around the horn here and introduce these guys. Joining me tonight on the show, Mr. Justin Masson. How are you, sir? I am doing well, thank you. Uh, glad to be here. I'm excited. It has been an interesting week in Nintendo. They finally started doing some things. All stuff I very much scratch my head at and think, why? But I'm excited to talk about that here. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that kind of always the case a lot of times? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of scratching your head, the man who just was, Jesse Waldeck. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, you know, the Nintendo has the newsletters, and we got one from North, from Nintendo New America yesterday. I got one from the Japan one, because I have a Japanese account, the day before. And I mentioned this in the Discord, so I thought I'd share it here. Um, when it had my name on the, at the top, there was a Japanese character next to it. So I assumed it would have been like, San, you know, Jesse San, Laffer San, whatever it is. So I put it in the translate, and now it's it's Sama. So they called me Laffer Sama, and I'm like, if you don't know what honorifics are, that means nothing, but if you understand it, that has a higher standing than San. That's like, you know, 15th century, if you were a knight or a landowner, you would normally be called Sir, Lord, or Lady. That's kind of what Sama is in Japan. So what you're saying is you want us to call you Lord Laffer from now on. I wouldn't not just <laughs> say no. <laughs> well, we you would. Know, no. Uh, <laughs> and that's no. fair, too. The thing no. is, is that Lord Laffer's Pokemon just doesn't have the same ring as Jess's no, Pokemon. That, that, that just sounds awesome. What are you talking about? All of it sounds horrible. <laughs> that's what I was thinking as well. Uh, Tim off. Speaking of horrible. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll save that for Jordan John. Wow. Uh, how you doing, Tim? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Happy to be here as usual, even though after a crazy week as usual. Um, but uh, again, get to talk with you gentlemen, uh, including Drew and John. <laughs> can, can, can I just ask a question? Are you? Uh, are do you, do you have a cruising blast hangover right now? Can we? Can we? We need to have an intervention. Uh, we'll talk about that during what we've been playing. How are you doing, Marty? That's fair. I'm doing good. Uh, It's been a great week. Um, I've I've got a bone to pick with with Justin. Well, actually, probably don't. Uh, We'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, when we we get to what we've been playing about the brand new Fortnite updates that Justin crapped all over uh, earlier this week. Uh, But have you changed your tune? Because I see you're playing Uh, with people in the community. Sorry, what? No. No, I, I still believe WarioWare is a hot mess, and I would, I'm would i not playing with anyone in the community. 
I did I not get say, the game. I didn't say WarioWare. I said Fortnite. Oh, I didn't hear that. You actually, like, I lost your audio. I assumed you were just, you were slaying. I was, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I played with Episode. It was great. He's awesome. He carried me for a couple said, levels. I said, are you, I asked if you were still crapping all over the new update. Listen, I, listen, okay. First and foremost. What? Save feed, it for what we've feedback, been playing. Feedback is not crapping over it. All right. It's just saying. I mean, it's not a Wario Wear game, which I believe is absolute garbage. But we can talk about that on your what you've been playing. Well, Speaking of what you've been playing, these amazing folks, Drew and John are joining us. Drew, what is going on, pal? I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, I'm well past my bedtime. But that's okay. I'm energized. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. What else do I have to I, say? I, I, I want to bring this up. You you crapped all over WarioWare, and then you intentionally skipped John because you know what's coming. No, you I know what's just, coming. I just I just went to Drew and, and, because and, he's on my and left John. Of my I'm going to say this, uh, John Blanco right. from Dad's After Dark. We're glad you're here. Uh, I'm going to let you talk here in just a second. I'm going to say this. I, I expect on this episode full hardcore griefing for every game that Justin has not played that you think he should play. I we're going to take Justin to the woodshed today, gentlemen. And oh, also, also, yes, also just let me say time. this. Let me say this. Also, like children, everyone has a favorite. And I'm not going to tell you which of the dads after dark are my favorite hosts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there is one. East Coast. Of course you know what I'm saying? That's right. I do. Right. That's it. Hey, I'm from the East Coast, too. Yeah. But like. I moved. Did get, but did you get cockies kind of East Coast? Not that. I far. lost my I accent, but yeah, I yeah, had sure. it. I had it real thick. It. I can I get I, I want to take a time out here, Justin. I don't know if this is the best time to be doing this right here at the beginning of the show, but I'd oh, like boy. to formally apply for the open dad position that you made available last <laughs> week. Uh, with Marty moving on to <laughs> AEW. Um, <laughs> you listed some job requirements. I think yes. I'm a good match. Um, yes. I know nothing about pop culture. Really. Perfect. Um I have better taste in WarioWare. I like it, but I am prepared to not like it for you. Excellent. And, uh, so uh, I go don't have dad's other dad's 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 Don't give him ammo. <laughs> right. I, so I don't have a Southern accent, unfortunately, <laughs> but I am a very warm body. All right. I so will John, say this. Can I, congratulations. I need, You're the top of my list right I, now. I want pal. you guys to know there, I have an update that uh, I that I uh, I went uh, zero and one in my debut. And uh, I retired. And so I'm back. <laughs> ah, crap. John, you're still number one on my list. Uh, I haven't seen the uh, the reapplication for Marty yet. So uh, has walk, it, HR lost to, it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I walked down to the ring and a giant man slapped me in the face and I fell down and he pinned me. And that's what happened. Fair enough. At least all I can remember. I do want to, for those of you that are not watching live, I want to commend uh, Drew for recording in his closet uh closet. And, and by the way your your setup looks absolutely amazing i love the everything hanging from the the literal shelves yeah, just for you yeah that's fantastic I have to say too that the last time i remember seeing the background behind him i don't remember as many things behind him the last time i saw just just keep an eye out of this corner here <laughs> but but no you know i had to, i had to bring a little dad's after dark love to the show there yeah um so, so is this the is this the one room in your wife that your uh, or in your in your house your wife allows you to have? Yeah, this is this is the studio. Um, I actually have a beautiful fifth bedroom office, very spacious, big L shaped desk. But uh, I choose the studio to uh, do my podcast recording. I Little like it. I like it. it's very homey, yeah, mm -hmm. and not a yeah. lot of echo. So that's <laughs> that's really good. 
Uh, well, guys, we got uh, quite a bit to talk about tonight, even though it's been a slow news week. Uh, so let's dive right into the news, shall we? Let's do it. Do it. Press the button, Jesse. Press the button now. We're just talking wow. over music now, just like every week. Uh, so our news is brought to us by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And uh, we want to say a huge thanks to all those who are going over there and signing up for the first time, uh, either following us on Twitch or signing up to be part of Patreon, uh, our Patreon uh, during September. Uh, and this is a reminder for those of you who sign up or subscribe during the month of September for the first time uh, that uh, you get entered in a drawing for a Nintendo Dad's prize pack, which uh, we don't know what's going in there, but it's going to be awesome. We there promise. Some hot chicken. There may be some. Well, there may be some uh, of the remnants. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Marty. Uh, no, thank of, you. Yeah. Speaking of September, speaking of giveaways, we are so excited, Nintendo Dads, about the upcoming release of Metroid Dread. We are also giving away a copy of Metroid Dread. And if you head over to our Twitter page right now, the top pin tweet is how you will get entered. It is worldwide. We will ship it to you. We'll get you a code, whatever you yeah. want for Metroid Dread. It takes you like less than two minutes to enter, tons of ways to enter. Check it out. And we draw the day before Dread releases. So it's it's uh, October 8th. You're waking up. Oh, stretch, rub your eyes. You'll roll over your phone. Bam. It might say directly from me. Congratulations. You've won yeah, 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 a yeah. copy of Dread. Hey, you don't even up. need to leave to get it. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because I got to call this out. We got We got big shots in the chat. Sean Capri rolling uh, through. No. And no. and Console Cato. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, Sean can keep rolling. Shout out to you guys for hanging out with us uh there for a few <laughs> minutes. Um Justin, yeah, what is what is your deal? What's I your damage? Make, I don't make friends easily. <laughs> right. WarioWare Game of the Year. That is correct. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Sean, you and I are having words next Friday. You and I are gonna fight about this. Hey, so can I ask a question? Why did we not give away a copy of Wario? Because I don't want to hurt someone. I want to like make them feel good about themselves. <laughs> Why would I give them garbage? What what has Wario done to you? He knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about Nintendo Switch firmware 13.0.0. Uh, that dropped out of the blue yesterday because Nintendo loves to announce things via Twitter. That, uh, uh, you said out of the blue. I did. I did. You see how I did that? I totally didn't plan it. I mean that because I don't ever. That doesn't. That can, yeah, pun hey, Chris HL94. He wanted to shout out to. He's the guy who loves NHL94 the most out of anyone I've ever Take known. Take a shot. Does he? You're playing the Nintendo Dez drinking game. You got to take a shot now. Yep, there you go. Uh, so, guys, uh, let's talk about this. We now have Bluetooth audio connectivity, just like everybody else, except not like everybody else, because it came with a giant list of bullet points of things you can't do. Uh, oh, Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> uh, John, I'm going to throw this over to uh, you and Drew. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, this uh, Now I can... Now I can play the Switch with my AirPods. I don't have to have my ginky adapter anymore. I, I, I saw a ton of people complaining about this, too, by the way. Uh, do, you can even use an Xbox headset on your Nintendo Switch. What do you think? I haven't seen any that don't work yet. I tried it right away. 
Um, it's it's great. I mean, I I've always used a cord with my Arctis, um, and it was nice to just like be able to take that cord away. I mean, it, so it's not much different. It does have a little bit of a delay, um, but it's it's really hard to tell. You have to really concentrate, like going through the menu or something, and and putting your headphones on and off to like understand that there's a delay. So it's not bad. I like it. I'm glad they finally did yeah. it. Drew, what about you? Thoughts yeah, on this? I mean, it, you know, it's 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 crazy to think that we didn't have it before, but you know, we're Nintendo fans and we didn't have it. Simple as that. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. I'm one of those. If I'm playing handheld, I kind of just put the volume on and uh, keep it low and go from there. So I'm not really a headphone, and um, I play a lot of handheld, but I just turn the volume up. So what have a bit of effect on me, but. Happy for those that are so, enjoying. As someone who yeah. owns the the Ginky adapter and has had it for a while, and I've used it with both sets of AirPods, AirPod, Air, AirPods, AirPods Pro, uh, I noticed that there was a, a whole lot of less latency uh, in this method than with the Ginky adapter. Uh, it was, in fact, I mean, it was it was noticeably different to me. The Ginky uh, has worse lag. You're saying? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, like there was, and it's, it's like, like you got, like you said, John, you got to be listening for it, but it was the first thing that I did when I, when I connected my AirPods was to like, try the the menu. Does it work better? And it absolutely did. Uh, and I, like, I love this cause now I can lay in bed at night and play and not worry about, Hey, can you turn that down? You know, just a little bit, or you know, getting in one more game of Fortnite or playing some more Enter the Gungeon or whatever. But uh Tim, Justin, Jesse, what do you guys think? Yeah, I did the install as well. I have a whole opinion about this, the about the Bluetooth. We can talk about it in a second. But in regards to performance, like I I, I grab my wife shoes and have uh AirPods just like earbuds, right? Like Bluetooth ones, and I put them in and uh, the latency bothered me. Like it was just, it was not good. Uh, so I was, so I kind of disconnected. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, One I of will Nintendo's keep bullets is that some devices could be have latency. Yeah, so they're blaming I, I, the devices, not the device. Themselves. Yeah, and so I will keep playing with my Steel Series with the little attachment at the bottom. Right, I love it. It works possibly. I'm great. Like, here's the thing: this move was the quintessential Nintendo move. Like you do something and then you step on the rake in your front yard, right? Which was everyone went, so hold on a second. This has been here the entire time. And sorry, doesn't, you know, you have latency with devices. Okay, devices, oh, fine. But you also can't use voice chat. Like this is such a Nintendo half-step move that it frustrates me. And I would love to know Jesse or maybe John, because you guys are on development side and know the tech and maybe drew you do. And I'm just unaware of that. And I apologize nope. to excluding you. Not. Is there a reason? Cause obviously like, listen, I hate to best everyone's, everyone's a magical idea, but on Monday night, you know, um, Nintendo didn't magically come down your chimney when you were all sleeping and replace you with a brand new Nintendo switch that had Bluetooth in it and then magically fly around the world and do this. So the technology and the infrastructure was already there. So was there a was there was like would there have been a code challenge? Would there have been a programming issue that they did not do this for? And four years later, they magically figured it out. Like what the hell? I'll let John go first if he has any 
comments. I, I mean, yeah, from my point of view, the the I mean, Nintendo's a lot like Apple. They go for usability. And so there, there's a bunch of rules when you do Bluetooth audio, right? It's like you can't connect a whole bunch of Joy-Cons. Um, there's going to be some latency. And I, I feel like maybe they thought that made for a confusing experience, possibly. I don't know any other reason. Yeah. Well, this update also did 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 this update not also enable the update dock feature as well? It did. Okay. So I just want to point that out. There's an update dock feature now. Oh yeah, you can't do it with it, it this is in the dock. notes. If you keep reading, you know. <laughs> Listen, I don't need your sass. All right, Jesse. Speaking like Justin said, speaking from the developer side, what do you think? Why right. why did it take so, so long? I think a lot, I've seen this a lot in the chat. Why did it take so long? Well, you know, I think you know, Bluetooth is Bluetooth. The difference is to get it, you know, a, as as a microphone or a headset or a controller, it goes down to the drivers. So it was software that let made it enabled versus before. But I, I think, you know, John hit the, hit the point of why it took so long is they were trying to make it work and still let you do multiple controllers. And the solution, their answer was, you can't do that. So they finally said, gave up and said, here, you can have your audio with these restrictions. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me that they enabled this with no plan for Bluetooth microphones. Like to be able to have chat, to be able, you know, like because well, again, if you're using well, this and you <laughs> want to play and you want to play like uh, Splatoon and talk, how you, how how the crap do you do that? You want to play Smash and talk? How you do that? Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, the Switch has no internal microphone, nor does it have microphone hardware. The Fortnite does it because it has software that will emulate it. The hardware somehow. I'm not sure exactly how that works. That's kind of magic to me. But you know, it's only seems to be the Fort, you know, Fortnite and the people who are licensing out that engine are the only are the only games that can do it. So it's and, not, yeah, that's not a system level thing. And from my experience, just as an FYI, Fortnite, the folks over at Epic are the only ones who are doing it really, really well. Oh yeah, like they like. Apex Legends is a hot mess for their audio chat it is absolute garbage. I think Fortnite is probably the only one I would maybe guess that potentially Rocket League, if you're using voice chat, works really probably well. But that's only because they're going through Epic. Right. But like Fortnite, it's seamless. Like I was on I was online today with Ebisel. Like it was it was easy. It was perfect. I didn't have to do anything hard. I didn't have to dial into an app to reconnect right. stuff because that, that, that logic to tell the game, the system, how to use a microphone is in the game, not in the heart, not in the OS. If, if there was OS level mics, then I'm sure that would have been relatively easy to, to implement in Bluetooth. Yeah. John uh, reminding us here in the chat and not in the podcast for some reason that art <laughs> <laughs> this wired plus Bluetooth is still the best way to do it. And uh, that he's That's probably a great right. comment, John. Yeah, uh, yeah. John, good, John good did a comments great job. going on in the chat right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sean, uh, Sean well, Capri says sometimes I tell my kids that if they don't brush their teeth, they'll get a Bluetooth. So let's let let's speculate here. Okay, let's speculate here for just a minute. Uh, you know, guys, we're within the launch window of uh, the OLED 
And there's all this, uh, you know, now it's like, oh, what can it do? What can it blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we now have the ability to update the dock on a brand new model of Switch that's coming out. What's going on? Well, I think that's the uh, the chip that drives the Ethernet would have upgradable firmware. So that's pretty much, I think that's the only thing that this thing would be used for. So, so, so what you're saying is, is that it's totally not Nintendo-like to have a feature in the new dock that's unlocked four years from now. That's, <laughs> that's not the right thing. But, you know, if they can magically have it do something else in the future, I just don't have the imagination to determine what that is. I, I, I again, this is the most quintessential Nintendo thing. Yeah. Right. Like the world is screaming for where's my Nintendo Direct? Where is the neck? I heard Game Boy games are rumored to come up here. Nintendo's Nintendo 64 games were all like Nintendo Switch Online. What's going on? Nintendo's like interested in some Bluetooth. And the world's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So with no, luck, it's been there for four years. It's not amazing. With, with any luck, uh, with one year left on the Switch's life cycle, folders. they will finally give us themes and folders. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm just going to say it right here. Uh, Fontes said it in the chat about uh, the uh, hopefully in 2024 we get themes. I'm just going to throw it out here. If themes and folders run for president in 2024, they've got my vote. <laughs> themes, folders, 2024. Let's do it. Make America organized again. Uh, anyway. Uh <laughs> God, let's move on before this gets bad. Uh, Too late. Also, uh, last week we talked uh, very briefly about the Nintendo Switch possibly getting a price decrease in European regions. Well, that has been confirmed, although it's not so much of a uh, price, like a price cut. It's more of a price adjustment. And Tim did some really cool math uh, this week in the – Discord and helped us understand that. So, Tim, uh, why don't you throw that out there? What what what's going on with the the price thing? Because by the way, Nintendo did confirm it's not happening here. They're not touching the price at all. Yeah, it was it was basically a ten seven to ten percent price drop uh, just to make adjustments for the currency. That's it. Yeah, I I crunched the numbers uh, comparing. Like, that was you. I'm sorry. I, I attributed it to Tim. Well, well he, we both did some some crunching. So I, I took, excuse me, the you know the, the new price, took out the VAT, the the tax that was added, and then converted that to U.S. dollars, and it ended up being like within five dollars or three hundred, in both the the new euro price and the new pound price, and then just. To confirm that this is really what's what happened, I found the conversion rates back in beginning of 2017 and did the same math with the original prices, and they landed right near that $300 slot. So this is purely due to the the yen and euro compared to the – I mean, the euro and the pound compared to the yen, making a difference in the price change to fix that. Gotcha. Uh, so this is going to be going into effect as of right now. So if you listen to us in the, uh, EU, then 
go buy a new Switch. Why not? I mean, they've given you some extra money. And then the price they previously announced for the OLED is still that. That isn't changing. Now, well, there you go. We Do we know if the Switch is on shelves in other locations? Because, like, here, you still really can't find a Switch. Every so often, I might see one in a store, but they're they're basically sold out all the time. So did they do that adjustment because in some other countries you can find them on shelves and maybe they, they want to like, you know, correct that price? Yeah, Drew, I can I can kind of or sorry, John, I can maybe John. kind of chime into that one from my experience <laughs> of being being in Ireland. So like there was a Smith store that was about two kilometers from where I lived, and that's where I'd pick up my video games, and they always had switches on the shelf. Um, so now again, left in 2019. So maybe because of pandemic, those numbers have dropped down, but like there never appeared to be any kind of switch shortage, uh, that I noticed as well. And I think especially, and, and one of the things I think about, I talked about it, uh, I think in our discord chat is that I don't necessarily know in, in the EU marketplace, PlayStation is King, right? They do really, really well. there. same with Xbox, especially in regards to like FIFA, they make a ton of money off. It's kind of the hottest market for it. And I think Nintendo there is very much to look at like as the child's toy. Right. And so I think if they're able to, to make some price adjustments and they can probably maybe get more, sell more units, it's a value for them as well. Which that, that thought process is so nineties. It's definitely not true today. Sony is the one that's doing, doing censorship you know, changes as of 2018 that, requiring developers to cut content and cover up the ladies uh, mm-hmm. that on where the same game on switch can get released uncensored and they don't care. Yeah. But I, I think it's, I think it's just a general, like the, the reputation that Nintendo's had is as the, the, the children's toy, the children's play the video. And if you're, if you are uh, an adult or a, or a teenager and you're into gaming, you're into FIFA, you're into PlayStation and Xbox. And those are the big ones, right? And they and they do very well in their marketing campaigns there for it as well. And traditionally, when you saw when I saw it, stuff like EGX, they had big spaces there associated with it as well. Uh, same with Gamescom. So I think it's a little bit of potentially the market that Nintendo has there. I don't think that they have as strong, and I could be completely wrong and have to look at the data, but I don't know if they have as strong of a, of a foothold in regards to video game sales in that market as they would traditionally do in North America as well. I just want to ask, uh, take a minute here and ask John uh, if he's going to buy uh, a, a European Nintendo Switch because technically right now this is a variant because it has a different price. Ooh. No, no. <laughs> I'm not into that. I, I know somebody who collects everything from every country and I don't understand. He bought like an Italian NES and all that. No, no way. And you of all people should understand. I, I no no. But now, I, I don't did he buy it like in the box and keep it in the box? Yeah, he has it like in the box and stuff like that. But if like to me, if it has like a like a Peggy rating on it, I don't want it. Peggy nineteen. <laughs> I do the love voice that, that says those is way 19. better than I yeah yeah. Peggy, I thought it was eighteen. Peggy. Yeah, it is. But sure, look it right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I have I have a Peggy on the on a on a box on the, my shelf back there because when. The Mario Game and Watch was announced in Europe. Amazon had pre-orders before anyone in North America did, so I nice. so I bought that, and then I did get a North American one. So I have two up on that shelf. Kind of reminds me how my mom bought uh, my son Crash Four for PlayStation oh. for Christmas, and she bought the European version off Amazon somehow. Uh. Like, uh, also, we're I trying guess, to get it to do the upgrade to the PS5 version, and it won't. And I get to looking at the box. I'm like, what? 
Uh, also, I do want to say here on uh, in front of the chat, Justin wrong. No way. I said Justin might be wrong. So if you can go find the data that proves me wrong, then I'm wrong. Until then, just speculate. Right. So simmer down there and in friend. Are you telling people are you telling people to do their own research? I'm saying if you're going to roll up on here and tell me I'm wrong, you better bring the receipts. All right, Ninfrendo, you better bring the okay. damn receipts. Hey, listen, before we get Justin, wow. uh, before he cuts a wrestling promo on somebody, uh, let's talk about this uh, My Nintendo Whoa. Link and Loft Wing sweepstakes that uh, is uh, going on until October the 18th. Uh, you can head over to my.nintendo.com to uh, participate. You can purchase up to three tickets to enter, uh, there are 10 platinum points each because what else are you doing with those? Uh, and uh, five winners will be chosen and will each receive Link on Loftwing statue, which is valued at $460, an 18 by 24 acrylic panel featuring art from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which is $280, which means they've just scaled that <laughs> my Nintendo acrylic panel up. <laughs> they, had, they just melted some, all the leftover ones and made it into one big say, one and stretched it. Some electric, they had some leftover acrylic. Like, what are we going to do with this crap? Uh, do a contest. Uh, you also get uh, Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia Encyclopedia, which is a $40 value, and the Legend of Zelda Marks of the Goddess mini backpack, which is also $40, which means this rounds out to well over, I mean, it's it's close to $800,000, $900,000. Uh, there because I'm saying that that's a broad range because I can't do math in my head that fast. Uh, so if you've got platinum points sitting around like the rest of us, uh, you can head over to my.nintendo.com and enter, but you, ha only, you have until October 18th to qualify. And even if you don't, still log into the website, you'll see your me chasing a platinum coin. Yep. When, click on it. That'll give you enough coins to sign up. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's I just entered. Cool. There, done. Super easy. I just wonder if they're going to do something like this for Metroid. I hope they do. Well, this is like the third or fourth of these sweepstakes, so it wouldn't surprise me if they have more. Uh, I'm going to guess this is probably for the Zelda 35th, and they're trying to use this to make up for the fact that they don't have well, any more games of them were to Zelda sell that Zelda. That is a pretty fantastic statue, though. Have you guys looked at the John? Drew, yeah. have you seen this thing? Drew, have you seen uh, the statue? I'm pulling it up now. I have not entered. Man, it I is... Don't... I did enter the other day. Lego had something similar. You could enter like 10 Lego points for some Mario yeah. keychains of some sort. Did do I that. didn't get that. I missed it. it. Might still be there. Oh, well. It'll be okay. It's pretty fantastic stuff. Yeah. So you can go over right now, like all of us are doing right here in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, 1,210 <laughs> platinum points. Signing uh, up uh, for all of this. Uh, rounding out the news here, let's talk some game release updates. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus has gotten another delay. This is the second delay. The physical, this is for the physical edition, not the digital. Uh, it'll now be out on October 8th, just in time for you to take care, uh, to, to make full use of that sweet OLED screen, uh, as you, uh, play that disturbing piece of whatever that is. Art. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know that I would call it. Uh, anyway, uh, The Wild at Heart uh, also still has a placeholder date of November 16th. That is the day the PlayStation 4 version is supposed to be released as well. It, but uh, it, has been it has been confirmed that is the release date now. Okay, for, for Nintendo Switch. Switch. It has been confirmed now. So day and date. 
When I added this for the notes, it wasn't yet, and the the placeholder date is still says December thirty first. Yeah, it was so. promoted by Nintendo's uh, indie channel on the clip, and so it is November sixteenth, digital and physical. Yep. Also, I uh, wanted to remind everyone that Eastward from Chucklefish Games uh, released today on the eShop. We'll have some footage of that up on our new YouTube channel this weekend, as well as tomorrow, Toem, uh, the photo adventure comes out. Uh, and, uh, dude, um, I love it. A1. Uh, it should be. It should You got a pre-order? Uh, I have it. Yeah, right. we got early access to it. We we got early access to it. So yeah, there's no embargo. Uh, there's no embargo on that, Marty. Yeah, so it's it's, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty great. Um, I, like, I, and I'm not even that far into it, but what I've gotten to get my hands on of it is is pretty great. So, um, I think it's going to be like one of those little short, sweet things, kind of like minutes, which is kind of short and sweet, but leaves a big impression. So minute, a I mean, short hike. Yeah, I yeah, I'm all excited uh, for it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, one other Nintendo game we want to mention that will probably become a Nintendo game uh, in relatively short order, and that is this week, uh, Toby Fox announced that Deltarune Chapter 2 is finally releasing. It comes out tomorrow at the time of this uh, recording. That would be Friday, September 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that will be available for download, and I'm assuming a lot like Deltarune Chapter 1 that this is a, going to be a free download. Um, are, are we also like, are we thinking this is coming to switch tomorrow night? Like, is this going to be a shadow drop? I wouldn't, would not surprise me, but Delta Rune one chapter one came a little bit later on switch. So there may be still some things. I but forgot that it was like, even there. Did it? I thought, I thought that was yeah. day and date. Mm, no, no. I don't think so. No. Delta Rune, yeah. Delta Rune chapter the, one. The game came switch. out on PC like three years ago and Delta Rune. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was in 2018. It came out on the Switch February 2019. Yeah. So, so it's out tomorrow. Uh, I can't wait. John and Drew, are you guys Undertale fans? Excited about this? I was going to point out, I loved Undertale. I played through it a couple times. I hated Deltarune. I thought it was horrible. I was so bored the entire time. And I'm like, if Delta, if the Chapter 2 gets a good good review i might try and play it again but i could not get into it at all that's how i felt about undertale not for me sorry folks but yeah i'm i'm, I'm the backwards fan. of john i didn't they never got into undertale the i got through like the, the first hour of it and kind of fell off but delta room chapter one i i played i played through that and thought it was fun and just this the, the story I, i'm familiar with the lore of undertale due to like other like Matt Pat videos and whatnot. It's just like this overall theme between Undertale and Deltarune is just 180, like choice versus your choices don't matter. And I, I liked that, that split and you know, I'm wondering what they're looking forward to seeing what they do at chapter two. Yeah. So that'll be available. We'll probably talk about it on next week's show. Uh, that's all of our news. Justin, Guys, you know what time it is. It's Manscaped time. Ladies and gentlemen, Support Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, autumn is in the air. The pumpkin spice lattes are occurring. And of course, the pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends over at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooving if you know what I'm saying. All right, so make sure that you're keeping things fresh this fall with Leader in Male Grooming and their brand new fourth generation 
performance package. Now, gentlemen, you can head over, or ladies and gentlemen, head over to manscaped.com. They have a performance package. What do I mean by that? There is literally a package of uh, things that come together. There's deodorants in there. There's sprays. There's a lawnmower 4.0. Uh, there is a shelter uh, shed to go bag. It is a good starter package. So if you're looking for maybe a Christmas gift, a birthday gift, heck, just treat, you know what? Treat yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just treat yourself. Head over and get the performance package. Now, uh, of course, if you're leaping into fall, like over 2 million men around the world are using Manscaped, head over to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free worldwide shipping when you use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. That's free worldwide shipping and 20% off when you use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com. Now, the other thing I want to say, all these gentlemen on this panel have been using Manscaped. Manscaped has provided us products to use, full transparency. I'm going to go around the horn real fast and just say, what is one product of theirs that they have sent you that you have enjoyed using and maybe maybe a quick why? Drew, I'm going to go to you first, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to go with, John, what was the product? The, the, the Crop Reviver? Was that what it was called? Yeah. You know, I, was, I was looking yeah. at it the other day in my bathroom. My wife goes, why are they all named funny? That's just, just what they do. You know, she's like, well, what is a Crop Reviver? I said, well, you could listen to my last week's episode because uh, I, I sprayed it down there right live on the show. But uh, that was good. I enjoyed that one. I thought it was, uh, you know, not something you would do every day. Sure. A nice little spray. Nice little, little pick me up. Right. So to say, That's it. Uh, Marty, going to head over to you. So I'm going to go with the uh, crop preserver, uh, which uh, saves saves you during those hot uh, summer days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you're walking a lot. Just going to leave that- it there. That's our deodorant. That's our deodorant, right? It's a nice little dab. Okay, awesome. I'm full sport of that. Tim, what do you got? I like the the plow that they have. It's just a sing, single razor blade trimmer that I use for shaving around my beard and my neck. And it's it's awesome. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Because again, you're not using the lawnmower 4.0 for up here when you're doing down there. Because that's no. just weird and gross. Nope. You don't want that. You don't so want to got, do So they've that. got you covered. They know you might need to trim your beard. So you got the yes. plow. 2.0 plow John? up here, the lawnmower down there. That's exactly it. I love it. Right. <laughs> John, how about yourself, sir? What do you got? I, I'm going to go with the basic old lawnmower. I told, uh, I told our audience this story that I used to trim down there with like, you know, those utility scissors that you put <gasps> in kind of the, the story. The I hate this in the story. Kitchen. So yeah. I kind of like bring it into the bathroom and, you know, you kind of flip on the toilet, you know, and you just take care of it. Like you got to nope. be careful. No, I okay? don't know. You, you don't want to poke, you know, Drew, you don't want to poke anything. And so, yeah, the lawnmower. Just you might pop a balloon. You don't want to pop a balloon. I, you Justin, don't want to Justin, pop stop looking like that. You brought this on us. This is your fault. This is like, so, this is a, so don't so, want to go to the to, hospital to, and explain what happened. This is the rated G version so of the story. So don't be John and make sure you're using a lawnmower 4.0. John, I'm glad that's working well for you because I am scared oh. for you, man. I'm scared. I, I would rather just die on the floor of my bathroom <laughs> than go to the ER. <laughs> just let you mess. know that look you you had, Justin. I, yeah. I snipped it. Uh, I assumed for po- <laughs> he possible said I future it. art. Uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what we actually talk about. Just getting vasectomies for the whole show. I snipped it. Uh, Jesse, sir, what's your favorite product? Okay, uh, for for a product, I, I don't remember the, the name, but it's the I, mean, I talked about it last week. The the, the shampoo and body wash. I, I oh yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Like oh, like, but uh, so to kind of. To the cleanser, crop cleanser. Yeah. yeah. To go with what uh, Drew said about, you know, at, when his wife asked, why are they named so weird? 
I, I, I think the carrying case is the best named thing because mm. where do you mm-hmm. put your tools when you're done with it? You put it in the, the shed. shed. Mm. The shed. Yeah. Well done. They know exactly what they're doing. Of course, if any of these products interest you, head over to manscaped.com, uh, Nindads, N-I-N-D-S, uh, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, 20% off free worldwide shipping. Back to you guys. All right. Well, with that being said, it's time to talk about some rumors. And John, so, uh, on the last episode, when uh, would you try to play that music track that only played the left ear? That yeah. that's what I replaced so it better. with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, Eric Plunk over at, on our Patreon asked us this question: uh, Rumors have been floating around lately about a possible N sixty four Pro controller and N sixty four games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm so tired. Okay, of uh, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I so agree. I wanted to I hear concur. John talk about rumors, so let let it rip, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't care about the N64. It's the worst console in existence, and I thank don't, you. I well, don't. Well, yes, I, I don't I, see how you re. I mean, make one. It, 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 the, the production on that, that analog stick, you'll, they're never going to make the exact same analog stick. It's not going to feel the same as the way the NES and SNES controllers are. So we're going to get some abomination of an N64 controller. But like, right, are we going to get N64 game? We were talking about Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch Online. Now suddenly we're getting N64. I don't see it. I, listen, I think it's fair to say the N64 comparable to today is the worst. But being at the time, it was. We all have amazing memories with the N64, right? So to, to kind of stir the pot a little bit. The article that this rumor comes from is from uh, VGC, and it says that there is an FCC filing uh, from Nintendo described as game controller. To add even more fuel to the fire, Nintendo has asked the FCC to keep the photos, manual, block diagram, and schematic secret for 180 days until Nintendo is ready to announce it. It says the application contains technical information, which we deem to be trade secrets and proprietary. If made public, the information might be used to the disadvantage of the applicant in the marketplace. And this has a model number of HAC-043, which is consistent with the naming of other peripherals. Other switch peripherals, specifically the switch. Because all switch peripherals have HAC something. Does that firm it up a little bit? At all? Like, does that does that make it a little more real? Yes, well, that it, does. Yes, it could be N sixty four. Could be something completely different. We don't know yes. yet. It does make something more real that something is coming. But I'm I'm um, what's the term? Um, ever since ever since the the pro thing that blew up this summer about we're getting the pro, we're getting the pro. It, it just was like, you know, Nintendo obviously didn't say anything and stuff like that, but just all the people who were behind that saying, oh, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Even people we had on the show <laughs> talked about yeah. it coming. So, um, and then to see nothing come other than the OLED, uh, just, you know, it's just like you people know nothing. You know, so it's like, and it's like basically, 
it's just a bunch of hype that driving me nuts. And it's like, okay, what part of this is true? Cause there's always some part of it. That's true. Like the OLED, right? Obviously there was, it wasn't a pro new switch that came out. It wasn't a pro. It was the OLED. It wasn't 4k. It was just OLED. So what part of this is true? And it's probably, yes, there's some new peripheral coming out. That's going to. Well, yeah. Follow the facts or something. The facts that we know to be true. Nintendo has filed for a peripheral. Yes. And that it is a confidentiality for 180 days, meaning that within six months from now, we should, yep. it should be revealed. We should know what it is. Yep. And those and, are the facts to be true. And that is it. Everything else is speculation and rumor. And the number is close to other, this, other peripherals that they've done too. The, I say this is the very fact that they're hiding it for 180 days. I know that, I know that again, this is on speculation, but I think it's, it shows us that it is something different from what we've already seen. I don't think it's going to be Joy-Con. I don't think it's going to be another Pro Controller. Uh, it's going to be something that is entirely different from what's on the market. It's a peripheral, so you can put your Switch sideways and play Game Boy games in uh, portrait mode. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> John, John, what do you think of this? John, go ahead. What do you think? You About look the, like you're... The, con- the controller? Yeah, you look, you look like you got something. No, no I... I... I'm not a believer. I don't want it. You know, when the when they were talking about the Switch Pro, we were all so excited about the prospects of a Switch Pro. So we believed everything we got because we were optimistic about it. I don't care about this. <laughs> so well, I don't. Uh, here's how I look at it. If it's what? Vitality Sensor 2.0, as my friend <laughs> said. Drew, go ahead. What do you got? Hey, get the OLED as uh, maybe that is the Switch Pro for some people, right? That is uh, some major updates. So yeah. you, you got to, you know, you got to look at the both sides of the scale there, be a little optimistic. But uh, I mean, I said it again. I mean, the N64 is, you know, a memory maker for me. But at the same time, do I want to replay those games? Uh, I, I don't think they port well. I mean, look what happened to the, the Mario remake that we just had, right? You know, I tried playing N64 and I said, I'm going to collect all 120 stars. I didn't make it that far. I mean, I beat the game and I was like, I'm done. I'm not going back. So uh, I hope well. Nintendo didn't look at that and say, well, look at all the people that bought this game and people wanted it for this game and that. But I, it's, the, those are just tough games to hold up. Um, but like you said, I mean, we, we got facts. We know something's coming and uh, rumors are going to be rumors, right? Can, can I say this about the N64? Like if it's, if it's Nintendo Switch Online or anything, I think that this is the... Y'all, this is one release that I think has more potential to disappoint people than any. Uh, And the reason for that is that for the most part, a lot of the beloved N64 games are licensed and you're never getting them on Nintendo Switch Online. You're not getting WCW versus NWO No Mercy. You're not getting, or you know, Revenge. You're not getting uh, No Mercy. You're not getting GoldenEye. You're not getting... None of the rare stuff. None of the rare stuff. You're not getting uh, Rogue Squadron, Perfect Dark. Uh, The best we can hope for is Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Blast Core, and um, Mario Kart, Wave Race 64, Mario Kart, Pilot Wings. I mean, it's the stuff that people have played ad nauseum, and they're gonna. It's gonna be the same argument. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's 64 games, it's 64 games," and then they're gonna have to like eat crow finally and say, just like they've said, you know. Nobody plays those NES games. Nobody plays those SNES games. Well, nobody's going to play those N64 yeah. games anymore. Hey, but, but Marty, here's my problem with that too, right? Is which we just got 
Mario 64, right? We don't need that anymore. That's off the list. Mm-hmm. That's when everyone was craving to play. If you want to play, you know, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, pick up your 3DS. It's available. We got the new Mario Party coming out. They told you that took mini games from the N64 Mario Parties, mm-hmm. right? And that was Mario Party 1 through 3. So we got those coming. You know, there's, like you said, a lot of it are licensed. Like, what else? I mean, don't I mean, I, I know there's other stuff. Rhetorical people, question. People but- in the chat are throwing stuff out. I mean, we miss Star Fox. We miss F-Zero. But then somebody said Doom. Doom 64 has already been released, and they can yeah. get you to pay money for it individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those third parties have released in their own, you know, trilogies and their own cartridges. It's... The other, the other weird thing is that with NES and SNES and, and, and Game Boy, if that comes, I mean, you can, you, the, the, the Switch controls are sort of a, you know, reasonable facsimile of those original controllers. But the N64 controller is so unique with its mm-hmm. button layout. It, you really would need a, a controller to do it. So is Nintendo going to put a bunch of games on there and that are just going to be really hard to like play naturally the way they were on N64 on Switch? I would say no. Yeah, that was, that was a problem I had with the, the 3D All Stars collection. You, the game, the game still only had one joystick. Even the GameCube, that really only had one joystick and a C stick, which isn't really the same thing as the right stick. And I just instinctively wanted to use the right stick for stuff that obviously couldn't do. Uh, so, yeah, I think if there is doing it, we would need a joystick, which, again, you know, N64 controller is probably my favorite controller of all time, even more so than GameCube. Uh, I wanted to throw that out there. And if you also, if you remember about three years ago, we did a, survey asking what games would you want in an N64 Classic, thinking we were going to get one that year. And of course, it never did. And then, you know, the top choices were all Nintendo games, but near the bottom was, as Marty said, just a bunch of licensed stuff that we'd never see. Yeah, I mean, like half of the fun of it would be getting Donkey Kong 64, Diddy Kong Racing, stuff like that, because people really, really want that, but it's never going to happen. Marty, we want it until we have it, and then we realize, yeah. crap. Yeah, you're like, I didn't need that. I think this part of the rumor. Thing, like, I really, really want Game Boy games, but I know that I will play them for about an hour, and then I'll be done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the only other fact that we do have, I didn't add to the notes, um, it, it was part of the filing, what sh- shows connectivity to this device to the the power the power adapter that would plug into the the dock, or you know, be basically anything that's USB C. So that tells us this thing has a USB C port. It does not have rails, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much much like the SNES controller that they issued out as well. Yeah, it's, it's more than the, likely an N sixty four controller or the, something of that nature. The thing that the thing that interests me, right? So this is two weeks back to back that we have talked about rumors of extended platforms or coming to the Nintendo switch online. Right. So that's the interesting part is we all did this, right? Everyone, everyone got that email uh, today. I assume that your Nintendo switch online uh, subscription Come just on, came this up This is today. where I wanted you to go with this. This right? is where I wanted this, this conversation so, to go. So, so this comes up, right. And then we're all like, man, this, uh, this sucks. Like, you know what I mean? The NSO we're paying money for this and there's not a lot on there. So the rumor mill begins to churn, right? Like, what's going on? Oh, there's a leak about Game Boy. Oh, there's a leak about N64. Oh, by the way, it might be a price tier. Oh, by the way, right? Nothing wrong with rumors. I'm okay with those conversations. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of what our job here is to talk about them, right? But the reality is, and we have heard Nintendo, you connect this, right? So there's these ideas, then you connect them with a core statement. 
And the core statement from the president of Nintendo recently was, we know we need to do more with Nintendo Switch Online. Flat, right? So everyone's like, well, guess when's a great time? Because right now when I'm renewing is when I decide whether I cancel or continue. And are you showing me the value that I need to, to continue? I think that's where those are connected. Do Will Game Boy ones come? I think Game Boy will eventually come. Will N64? I don't think N64 will come because to the point that was made earlier, the licensing deals are hell, right? It doesn't make logical sense, but they need to continue to bolster. They need to bolster uh, the value for it. And I'm sorry, but like Pac-Man is not the value proposition you need. No. That's my rant. So I, I was, I'm glad you went here because I was thinking about this today with it being, yes, I just got charged for my family membership of Nintendo Switch Online. What have they done in the past year to, quote, do what they, to make good on that quote, Justin? What have they done in the past year to, quote, add value by adding a Nintendo Switch button to the front of the, of the, of the home screen? Yeah, and Chris, Chris NHL94 mentions, he's like, no one is subscribing for NSO. You're correct. No one is subscribing for NSO. But, but when you stack a lot of these things together, you see value. Although the val- although no one's going to be like, that's the reason yes. I'm pulling the trigger. Well, Do you says, know what I mean? So no one's subscribing to NSO for N64 games. Yeah, correct. Right. But what I'm saying is if you can say, well, you get N64 games, you get GameCube games, you get 64 games, or sorry, SNES games, you get NES games, you have all these other free things, and you're like, and I get to play online, then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that now I you see the value. Right, yeah. Well, hold on. Fortnite is not is is does not require an NSO. Okay, yep. Yeah. Right. So that's that's an interesting one, right? And, so and Nintendo sure. is charging me to play Mario Party, which by the way, your infrastructure sucks for that. So that why am I paying for that? Right. You're charging me to play Mario Kart. By the way, that's infrastructure sucks. Right. Like you begin to look at these things and you're like, why am I doing this? That's the question. This week would have been a fantastic time for them to do something, to do anything, to say, hey, guys, Nintendo Switch Online, are you a subscriber? By the way, today on the three-year anniversary of it, we have just released 20 Game Boy games. Yeah. Or we're, we're announcing that in a month, Nintendo 64 games are coming to this Starting next week, you'll have a chance to pre-order the controller. At least freaking acknowledge that there's some like that there's some kind of, you know, like there there are people like us <laughs> who have three years of skin in the game on this, right? When when and, and in the beginning, yes, we just got NES games. How long has it been since SNES games were announced? Can't remember. Over a year, at least. Yeah, I thought it was before the last renewal. Yeah. So, again, what is, besides the shoddy infrastructure and Tetris 99, <laughs> what is the, what's the incentive to renew if all you're playing is Fortnite? Man, man. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Justin already <laughs> mentioned that, right? I, I mean, like, there's been... This is it's kind of like the no-brainer of what was it, I guess and this is gonna sound bad because I'm criticizing it, but what game was it that, that just came and went and Nintendo didn't even acknowledge its anniversary um lately? And people were calling Metroid. them out over it. Donkey Kong. I forget what it was. There was everything there was that's not Mario? Yeah, there was a game that came and went, and it was like, hey, that's this game's birthday, it's this game's birthday. Uh and 
No, but Nintendo didn't tweet about it at all. No region, no nothing. Uh, and they have this opportunity here with Nintendo Switch Online to like build, like if, if it was built, like I wanted it to be built as I think it should be built. It would be like a museum for all things Nintendo, right? Like put weird stuff on there, put stuff nobody expects. What's, what's, what's it? What's the damage of putting it out there? Like putting, uh, I saw somebody today, uh, post something about, uh, if Nintendo Switch was my way or the online was my way, this is what it would be. And it was like, here's the Mario 64 demo from when it was shown off at this, at this trade show, or here's the Mario three beta or something like that. Like put out like one level of these rare things so people could see how different it, it ended up, like different versions, different things like that. What, like Nestor Bowling, Nintendo calls that out. I mean, what, what's the, yeah. what's the harm I mean, in having these things out there in a controlled environment? Nintendo has such a rich, environment, such a rich amount of content. I mean, they could like literally put out like, hey, here's the Breath of the Wild sketches that we did. You want to take a look at them behind the scene? No one's seen them before. Here you go, boom, right. But the other part of that is they're also like. Well, the other part of that is that we could also, like, I don't know, fluff out 15 more pages, put a hardcover on that, and sell. So uh, that's something. Yeah. So uh, ba- basically what it was, to, to go back, Nintendo ignored Zelda's 35th anniversary. <laughs> that's what it was. I went back February, uh, an article from Nintendo Life from back in February, they forgot to tweet about Zelda's anniversary on the day. Yeah, looking at our chat here, a fantastic comment. Uh, John Blanco Blanco says, I can't end my NSO because my friend's two daughters would be soul. I don't know what that means. Apparently something in the new SOL. SOL. Apparently some of the kids say nowadays. Uh, John, do you have any comments about John's comment? Um, Yeah, great comment (laughs) from you, John. Um, Yeah, I can't end it. You know, I always thought that Nintendo Switch Online would be something you just have to get because people say, well, what's the value? And it's like, so you can play Mario Kart Online and, you know, like really that's its biggest value. Smash Brothers is probably the biggest, that's their big competitive game. Yeah, but like, honestly, I've been thinking about it while we've been talking and I'm like, gosh, I don't really play any of the Switch games online. I don't play Splatoon anymore. I don't play Mario Kart anymore. Right. The only thing that really keeps me there is that it's just not cheap and it's not, it's not expensive enough for me to get rid of it. It's, Here's the thing. You know. Here's the thing. NSO is your prostate exam. You don't like it. You have to have it. You get bent over for it. That's what it is. <laughs> wow. And that's exactly how it is. Nobody. It, that's that's what it is. Be happy. You got to take it. You got to be happy with it. Well, and and John, I, I want to call out this. John, your comments right. And and here's why: because there are things that are linked like and accounts that are linked now because those of us who have family accounts that would be quote SOL if we didn't re up. <laughs> right. And that's how they get us. Who else? Who else has non-family members and their family plan? Let's, let's all get I out have, of it here. I have four other families on my non-family. Tab. And, I, and, and I'm not, I'm not collecting the four bucks from them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. drop me a fiver. We'll be grand here. Right. Like, Sure, look it, but I'm like, really, really. Yeah. I only have I only have family members on mine, you know, and plus like my additional accounts. But uh, still, you know, I, I, you know, all it takes is two people to make it worth it. My son wouldn't. He plays. He's a Smash player. He put. He plays it weekly, and I use it enough to say I would need it anyway. So done. And just because of those two things, I, you know. I've, I've, I found sales 
to buy a year in advance, you know, and they stack, they stack up to three years. And I, at one point I had three years on my account. It's now down to two and a half or so. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly when they expire, but I'm good until 2024. Yeah. Well, uh, Game Explained has suggested that this may be a new pro controller. It may be in 64 like controller. We don't know, and we won't know, and the speculation will swirl and build until everyone is consistently disappointed uh, as <laughs> every Nintendo announcement goes. So those are our rumors. Let's discuss. Tim, uh, this is your topic, so why don't you take it from here? Sure. Um, so I was reading some articles and came across one from game rant that they came across from um, another area. Uh, but basically the topic was about, Oh, uh, sorry. Fandomspot.com is where they got the information from, but basically uh, they, were, they found an analysis by fandomspot.com um, that, and also from the dad too. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow that, but the, like the dad uh, social media group, they also have a gaming section. Uh, but they found they both found this area that talks about that that the analysis found that the PS3 and the Xbox 360 era to be the golden era of gaming, based on metric scores, Metacritic scores, excuse me, and sales from 19 different major franch- franchises. Uh, Nigel, uh, Nigel Jones of the Dad website said it's a cool experiment, but breaking down the golden era of gaming with numbers isn't as personal. It really comes down to your preference. So my question was, what gaming generation do you feel is the golden age of gaming? Yeah, when I first read that, I'm thought, how old are these people? <laughs> because you know, if you were to ask me, I would say the Atari. ColecoVision and television era, you know, that's like that's where gaming got it. You know, gaming in the home basically got a start. Outside of outside of a of a device, you would call a computer, and then you know they would have you they've obviously evolved from there. But you know, look at comics. You know, Golden Age comics was forties. Silver Age is fifties, sixties, etc. So we can kind of see the same pattern here. They it there it had a it went from nothing to something. It had a start that was, and then once people got used to it, then it evolves from there, and then just different audiences hop on. Other older ones drop off. Some stayed on the entire time. Good point. Well, I'm gonna say this: the golden age of gaming was the 16-bit era. I'm not saying the golden era is the best era, but I agree with the 16 bit is probably the best era, but you know, you still need, I think when I hear golden era, I think of this is the, it got its start. It's the first time it got big. Uh, See that when I hear the phrase golden era, I think of the definitive best. And I like, I come back to the, the, as much as I love, a select handful of NES games um, with my life, like Mega Man 2 and Super Mario Brothers 3 and Mario 2 and others. The, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis uh, at that time, and to a, to a very small extent, 
TurboGrafx-16 uh, pushed each other in a way that did that I don't think we've seen past that. And it and it it brought out the best competition. Good competition brings out the best in every company because there has to be innovation. There has to be one upping. There has to be then the next thing has to be more or has to be better or has to top what they've already done. And if you look at what came out of Nintendo in the the 90s with the Super Nintendo, pretty amazing. If you look at what came out of their relationships with third parties in the 90s, pretty amazing. We get games we still talk about today, uh, sports games, RPGs, fighting games. These all defined video gaming as we know it. If you think about it, that era, and I'm let's not even maybe just confine it to um, home consoles, but think about what was going on in arcades at that time with Street Fighter, uh, the Capcom uh, games like X-Men, Killer Instincts, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. They, they were going and blowing. Uh, man, it was, it was true. Like I look back at it and there was truly like, that is the, my most memorable time. Yeah. And again, so that part of the problem with this question is that what is the definition of golden era? You and I thought of two completely different things. Well, we looked it up on Merriam-Webster, and it is defined as a period of great happiness, prosperity, and achievement. Hmm. Hmm. Now, so I, I'm i going to go out and play off that achievement by saying that I actually agree. I think the PS3, Xbox 360 era, and the Wii, um, right? That's the same generation. Um, yep. I think might be the golden age because at that time... Um, the Xbox 360 was pushing, you know, starting to push indie games. The uh, Xbox Arcade um, just had a ton of great stuff. And even though I never liked Xbox, I, I eventually did get a, a used Xbox 360. And I loved, you know, Geometry Wars and Super Meat Boy and all of those games were coming out on Xbox 360. And so, that I mean, that's a great console. Um, I like Connect. I like some of the Connect games that they made on there. But the PS3 was the, con- well, I should start with the Wii. The Wii was magical. And if you ask me what console was the most magical to open, it was that morning that I got to play with my Wii because what happened was I hadn't like felt what that controller was like. Um, somebody had brought it into work one time and I didn't even want to touch it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm no, but like what, like what that felt like. And then playing Wii sports for that first time, it was absolute magic and like gaming had fundamentally changed at least for that generation with nintendo i was able to bring my console to work my wii yeah. console to work so that yeah. people could play with my wii <laughs> yes <laughs> and something was so different about Jazz laughed before you even said it <laughs> there's something so different about it. it it we i had been gaming since like you know what jesse said and like atari and television age and it was like wow Gaming's really different now. This is totally different motion controls. And I still love motion controls to this day. Um, but then towards the end of the Wii generation, I got a PS3 for Demon Souls. And I really loved my PS3. In fact, today, I mean, you can still get PS3 games really cheap. And there's lots of great games. And that system just hasn't aged. I mean, it doesn't look as good as a PS4 or a PS5. But PS3 games hold up really well. So I, I, I think I tend to agree that, that, that this, this is the golden age. 
Hmm. Okay. Anyone else want to chime in on this? When was the golden age? I'm good. <laughs> it's not the N64 era, Drew. No, I actually, it's weird. I actually, I think I, I think I agree with Jesse here. I look at golden age as, as the defining moment for video games. And I think the Atari era was, you know, was a little before my time. Um, but I, I think like the Jesse's point is what brought it to the household. But maybe, you know, I mean, maybe there could be more than one in a weird way, you know? The only thing that's tricky about that is that the Atari also, like, killed the video game <laughs> industry yeah. for a bit, too. So that's tricky. Right. And when, yeah. when looking at the question, too, I my first thought was the 16-bit era, like what Marty was saying. Uh, because of getting up to that point of where we had to get over that hump where NES got us over that hump after the Atari thing that you brought up, John. So it's like... That's where Final Fantasy VI is. That's all that matters. <laughs> so once once we got over that hump, once Nintendo got us there and then they were like, okay, we're hitting our stride, you know, now let's give you the next best thing, which is a Super Nintendo and, then, you know, to fight against Genesis and all that kind of stuff. And then we had the battle and then the consumers won. That to me is where a lot of things were realized, especially in franchises we see today in Nintendo. Ibisel says that darn Nolan Bushnell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great topic. And uh, if you think we're wrong and that the golden age of gaming is something else, then why don't you uh, head over to Twitter and tell us or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com, and we'll be glad to read your comment here on the show next week. Hey, or like Jesse, now, just like $2 Hero said in the chat, where he was like, for me, it was Game Boy Advance and GameCube era. Nintendo was making their weirdest, most unique software that side of the NES. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, he Chris also HL says Golden Ages says uh, SNES Sega Genesis Wars. Ebusel says Neo Geo, uh, MVS, definitely golden. Uh, I couldn't afford a Neo Geo. Uh, anyway, uh, hey, Jesse, I've got a, I've got a uh, little change here. Since Justin's had to step away, why don't we uh, do him a solid and uh, let's have Jesse's poke a minute. Pika, 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 you. That that audio seems louder than everything else. I should probably tone that down. Anyway, so this week's Pokemon Go news is Fashion Week from September on September twenty second at ten a.m. through September twenty eighth at eight p.m. local time. The natural form of Furfrau will be available in the wild globally. Trainers can modify the trim used on their Furfrau by paying twenty five candies and ten thousand Stardust to any of the following forms. Globally, there'll be a matron trim and a dandy trim. In the Americas, there's a debutante trim. Europe, Middle East, and Africa has a diamond trim. Asia Pacific has star trim. France has laurine trim. Japan has a kabuki trim. Egypt has a pharaoh trim. And there's also a heart trim that will be available. The details on that will be announced later. And I don't remember this one. I think this was part of Gen X and Y games, but I didn't. I didn't get far in them. And you know, in that game, had multiple forms of fur of furfrau. 
Okay. In addition, Butterfree, Sneasel, Blitzel, Smoochum, Kirlia, Shinx, and Krogunk will be a- appearing in the wild and in raids wearing costumes. The next step in the misunderstood mischief special research will unlock a new special research that will reward an encounter with a Melawetta for those who didn't participate in the Pokemon Go Fest will start. For those who already have a Melawetta, you'll get uh, candy as an alternate reward, and they'll also have a new timed research beginning. Awesome. I uh, didn't understand any of that, but I'm sure it's all good. <laughs> he said trim. <laughs> he did. And uh, this uh, Poker Minute's been sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, with that being said, <laughs> let's move on to uh, tell you about an event coming up. <laughs> Guys, this week we're on Aaron Wario with the 24th Maximus Cup. Uh, it begins right now. If you're listening to the audio version of this uh, podcast, it goes through Monday, uh, and you can get the WarioWare Get It Together theme by getting 100 points playing Tetris 99. Uh, Yeah, that's about all we have to say about that. Uh, All I'm going to say is the 25th Maximus Cup better be the NES Tetris theme. They gave us the Game Boy one. Where's my NES Tetris theme? I thought you were going to say Dread. I thought you were going to say Dread. I don't care. They'll give us that anyway. Give me what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I want the NES Tetris theme. It's great. Why are they sitting on it? I I just don't understand. Like they have, they've they've made a version of Tetris for every system. Just give us those themes. I'll work for the tickets. I don't care. Just give me the things. Um, yeah. Anyway. And and the thing is, is that pretty soon we're going to have two Tetris games on this. Well, it'll be three Tetris games on the system. And if they're not careful, Tetris 99 is going to be um, the old maid. It's going to be the one that never gets picked. So there you go. Because uh, Tetris Effect is freaking awesome. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's move on. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Drew, we're going to start with you. Our guests always get to go first. So why don't you tell us what you've been playing? All right. Well, ages of mate. No, I have uh, no, uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, quite a few things. So I, I decided the other day to, I was traveling, so I wanted to pick up a new game to start on the, for the plane, and I picked up Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, never played it, always kind of wanted to. And let, uh, let me let me describe my, my experience with it. The first hour, um, I was a little, I mean, the, the story, the, the, the graphics, the visuals, the, the music, all amazing. But I was a little thrown off with the, the, the style of the gameplay. The first hour is a little it's thrown at you. It's kind of hard to navigate. It's a lot of you're learning the mechanics. And they, they throw a lot of new mechanics rapidly at you. And I wasn't say I, was gonna, I wasn't turned off necessarily. But I was like, ah, maybe not really what I thought. But I'll keep going. Um, I'm probably about, I don't know, maybe six, six hours in, seven hours in. And, um, man, it's just, it's fun, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing. Once you start getting these new mechanics, you're getting used to the controls. Yeah, uh, 
you know, I find myself like when I'm not playing, trying to hum in that theme song, music in my head. It's um, it's an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, John and I were talking earlier today that, you know, the port over is just they did such a good polished job. Um, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm loving every section of Great. it. Um, and the best is yet to come for you, Drew. I can't wait. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm about I mean, I think there's three trees. I'm, I'm about halfway through the second tree. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, I picked up also for my kids cruising blast. I know you guys are going to be talking about this a little bit. And I'll tell you what, this game has no business being as good as it is. It is amazing. Um, I love it. It controls perfectly. It, it has that arcadey type feel, but uh, it's just, again, very smooth. Uh, the, the soundtrack down there is it's catchy. I was playing and my wife walked by. She's like, wow, that's a catchy little song there. Uh, but yeah, I found myself actually, I think, liking it more than my kids. And now I kind of want to go collect the keys and, and get the unlockables and, and do all that stuff. Reminds me a lot of um, you know, we talked N64, back to my N64 days of playing Rush 2. Um, if you remember the Rush games, mm. the Rush games are amazing games. Rush 2 specifically. Uh, if you remember the stunt mode, played many, many hours of that game. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, what else? Uh, of course, WarioWare. Uh, we, we played through the entire story mode already. My wife and I, we did the co-op. Incredible and game. With that, what's that? Incredible game. It, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's unique. The kids love watching it. And I will say, you know, Monthly Mayhem, folks, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but Monthly Mayhem, Warrior, where keep the scores coming in. Um, but yeah, that's about, I'd say that most of the stuff I was, I've been playing, of course, Mario Golf. I'm always playing Mario Golf. We wrapped up our Mario Golf lead, right? So that was a lot of fun over the last week. Congrats to Hambone Johnny for coming in first and Matt's power right behind him. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been my, my gaming experience, I guess I should say, lady. I will say really quick, I did have the GameCube out. I busted the GameCube out. I played a lot of Mario Baseball and Mario Strikers on the GameCube uh, with the wife. So that was taking up a lot of time before I picked up Ori. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's about it for me. Awesome. John, what about you? What have you been playing? Marty, let me tell you, every so often a game so special comes along. Um Ages of Mages. Ages of Mages. No. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors uh, came out on Thursday morning. Um, So I had taken a couple days off from work because I was just going to marathon through this thing. And uh, I thought it was coming out at 10 p.m. on Thursday. It came out at 10 a.m. And I hadn't taken the day off. And boy, uh, that was a slackerific day at work. Sorry, guys. Um, But... uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for, I think, about six months or so. Um, it's hard to talk about this game because it's, you know, everything you talk about is a spoiler. Um, one of the coolest things, though, about it is that um, it's built here in Colorado. Um, there's a company called Deck Nine Games. They're up in Westminster. It's about 25 minutes north of me on a good day. Um, and they're now in charge of the Life is Strange series. So and just, like, so proud. So, of course, their first full-length Life is Strange game um, takes place in a mountain time, a mountain town in Colorado. Um, and this is like the most Colorado game I've ever played. Um, the setting is it's like a fictional town, Haven Springs. Um, but it is so much like so many little mountain towns, you know, Aspen Vale, like any of those towns you go to, um, Idaho Springs nearby. I can't even like describe to you, um, how perfect they sort of did it. 
Um, and it's, it's about this girl, Alex Chen, and she had been separated from her brother, um, in the foster care system. And, uh, so she hadn't seen her brother in about eight years. And there's a whole backstory about how they got divided up in foster care. Um, that they kind of talk about like more later in the game, but it's, it's, it's really delicate and, and really kind of hits you. Um, uh, it, it's the, f- the other games, I don't want to say that the other Life is Strange games didn't have good graphics. They had great graphics. Um, but Don't Nod, who had originally done them, did like hand-painted textures. That's why the game has such a unique look to it. It's sort of like painted, like digitally painted. Um, but this game is all just 3D, what you'd expect. Um, all the performances are motion captured. Everything, all the dialogue is vocalized. There's There's no like... You know, when you do side quests or something like that, where you might like see text. I mean, everything is vocalized. Um, everything about this game is great. They released all five chapters at once. Um, they did, they're not doing the episodic thing. I mean, there is episodes, but they all came out at once. Um, but I, yeah, I can't. I mean, this is right now is my easily my 2021 uh, game of the year. Um, like I said, it's not for everybody. Life is Strange series is not for everybody. Um, but if you if you get like emotional with games or you get really tied to characters and really get into stories, um, the game's great. And it has such replay value. Um, these kinds of games, if you've never played them, you get these like major decision points in the game and they make them. They're very dramatic when you hit them. So they're like minor decisions, but the, there's the major decisions. And it is always fun. I'll always do my first playthrough. I'll, I'll make the choices that like, you know, John would make. And then the second playthrough, I'll do the opposite of every decision just to see what happens. And there's so many, I mean, there's scenes that you get entirely skipped if you make certain decisions. Hmm. Um, so it's always worth it to kind of go through and make different decisions. Um, there's unlockables in the game. Um, in this particular game, there's sort of items that you find and you have like psychic connections with and they give you some backstory. Um, so those are sort of the achievements. They're the kind of the easiest to find in the series. Um, I've gone back to the other games and tried to find all the like bonus items and they're a lot harder. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I love this game. I, I did a 30 second review of it. You can see on our YouTube channel, um, spoiler, it got a perfect score. So not a surprise there. John, I'm, I'm so excited for this game. I, I know you and I have had some DMS back and forth and back channeling and like, I was so disappointed when I heard it got delayed. Yes, Um, (laughs) me too. And because, I'm, I'm because, looking forward to playing it too on this because on the Switch. That's a that's a problem with this, right? Like when and it's this kind of like this weird mentality, but like when a game is cross platform and everyone is in that conversation, do you know what I mean? Like everyone's experiencing it. So like when it finally comes out on Switch in a couple months, you know, you know, you'll already have finished it and, and we'll be like, Oh my gosh, like you like that that social Twitter interaction of like He's already finished with it like five times. <laughs> no, I get that, but like, but yeah, but like, you kind of lose that. So, John, I'm so excited for this. And yeah. DLC is coming out in like a week, right? DLC is coming out on the 30th. Um, I'm going to do another replay right before the DLC just to get the story fresher in my head. Um, but then they announced that they're patching. They're doing a, a patch to um, stabilize the frame rate. It did have a little bit of some dropped frames, especially early mm-hmm. on, um, and that's going to come out early October. So I don't know if I might do a third playthrough for that one. Um, but it's great. I, I'm really curious to see how it performs on the Switch. It is such an intensely beautiful game. Um, and even the company itself, when people were complaining about the frame drops, said that they really prioritized the, the graphics over the frame rate. Um, so I'm really curious to see what this is or if it's a surprise cloud game. I don't know. I hope um, that uh, it has the same great frame rate that Road 96 did. 
Wow. Why I you gotta was, be like I tried that, that demo. I Why thought you it was gotta dreadful. Be like that? <laughs> I like that game. It just uh there was a part where uh I was someone in a limo and my hand was sticking out through the door going through people as I was driving past them. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I haven't played the game, so I wasn't sure if you were serious or being facetious. No, I, it's very very facetious. There's a there's a uh, lot of games that are in the genre of Life is Strange, and I've played a bunch of them. Um, but I've never seen any that just sort of execute as well as it. Did I, you, I, I, did I tried you try that. any Road 96? I tried that demo and it was so, I was, it was so gross graphically on the Switch. I just couldn't play it. And I had the same reaction I tried on the Xbox. Uh, what is that game? Uh, Last Stop. Last Stop. And again, the graphics were just like, ah, what is this? I don't know what it is. Uh, I didn't like them. Um, but I played some stop. other story based games. Um, uh, that you know were like oxen free and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think I think what it is if if the graphics just bug me, it just kind of throws me out of it. Takes you out um, of the story. Yeah, but life is strange. It's just best in class. All the games are great. One, two, the prequel, and now this one. Um, yeah, and you know, so it was great. The John, other one, two dollar hero in our chat asks, uh, how is the music in this one? It is great. They are. Um, the Life is Strange soundtrack is still one I listen to almost every day. Um, they it just, I don't know how to describe it, like folksy music sometimes. Um, all the soundtracks are always really good. They're famous for it. This one is really good. Um, it's a little different than some of the other games. That's all. I mean, it's, it's still a great soundtrack. They just hit at perfect little moments. There are a couple of songs that Alex will play on a guitar. Um, and they're two of the best moments in the whole game. Um, just absolutely perfect. Um, I'm getting myself excited to play through yeah. again. Yeah, it's, so, just, it's great. As so, as the the resident Life is Strange guru, uh, something you said just a minute ago. You said there's one, there's two, there's a prequel. Mm-hmm. But do you need to play these games in any particular order? Because I know that True Colors is coming out before the collection on Switch. Yeah. So is yeah. that going to hurt that game, or is it going to? The, the only game you want to play, you want to play Life is Strange first, then the prequel. That's the only two games that you want to get in the right order. So one and then the prequel. Yeah. Life is Strange 2, True Colors, and the original are all like you can play them any order. There is no continuity. Um, sometimes there's a little like Easter egg you can find in a game. That's it. Um, but it's yeah. not like characters are not bridging from one to the other. Uh, no, not at all. No. Well, Steph, who's in True Colors, is actually in the prequel. Okay. Um, but y- y- she doesn't even mention anything from the prequel. So it doesn't gotcha. matter. It's just okay. a character that you'll recognize. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, I regard Life is Strange, the original, as the that my favorite game of all time. Uh, Life is Strange 2 didn't do quite as well. It's a lot more serious. It deals with um, some like racism, immigration. Um, it's a little heavy for people. Um, the true colors is definitely more in the same light as the original, um, the way like the characters always talk to themselves in their head. You hear it a lot. Um, it, it, she sounds just like Max from the first game. So if you really love the first game and maybe didn't like the second game, I love the second game. It's, it's still in my top 10. Um, you'll love this one. It's more like the first one. Cool. Um, so yeah, you'll like it. I have one other game I played. I'll go through it real quick. K's in the wild masks. Justin, have you played this game? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a very, very heavily inspired by Donkey Kong Country, and I loved it. 
Yeah. Like it is, it is almost like a one for one lift. Like in some degrees, like the animals almost look this, like the same. This animal does this. It's really good. Yeah, it, it is. There are times in the game where I'm like, okay, maybe it's not so much Donkey Kong Country. And then you realize you have to get the letters K-A-Z-E in each level. It's like, whoa, this is just yep. like Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> I, I had a great time with it. It is hard. It is yep. really hard. Um, they do but, not screw around. Yeah, I had a blast with it. So and, yeah, totally and that difficulty it. pours on early. In, it does. In that one. Yeah. It's, it, it, they, you're right. They don't mess around. It's so they good. It, like, yeah. It's it's one of those like they don't mess around, but it's like, oh, I, I think I can do it this time. I think I can do it this time. I'm going to go back. I'm going to try it again and again and again. Yeah. So you get it. Exactly. And then you you finally get it and then you the move views. forward. Yeah. It's not a frustrating kind of hard. It's just a challenging. No, kind of it's a it's a I know why I messed that up. It's because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. So good. Uh, Justin, what have you been playing? Yeah, sure. So I've been playing uh, a couple of games. Uh, the first one I'm going to highlight, I think you need to put on your radar. It just came out this week. Flynn, Son of Crimson. It is a 2D pixel platformer. And let me tell you, it is awesome. Uh, I love the music. It feels really good as a platformer. It's on our channel right now. So you can check out my Let's Play of it. There's a massive dog uh, that is, is super cool. Um yeah, it's just really good. I like it a lot. Like there were some games this this last couple of weeks that I was kind of disappointed. Baldo's an example. Like this looks really good, didn't land the way it should have. It came out broken. Hindsight twenty twenty. I was like, it's good, but it feels like there's something else. This one I played it and I was just like happy, just happy to play. It made me happy to start off with. So I'm really so Flynn, Son of Crimson. I believe it's actually out on Game Pass as well. So if you're a Game Pass participant, you can check it out there. But I'd really highly recommend it. Uh, so that one's good. Uh, some Fortnite season eight drop. Marty, you and I were both playing that. Uh, you know, it's more Fortnite. You know, I, I will say, you know, I know you and I were chatting back and forth. I'm not loving this theme. Um, the alien crash and I don't know. Carnage isn't one of my favorite skins. The, the kind of haunted Halloween thing was the same they did last year. These zones you go into kind of feels like we're refreshing or retreading some stuff from before. I will say, however, it dropped on monday right mm-hmm. was the update i'm on levels my battle pass level is 16 already okay. i know you were mentioning that you were on like 12 and 13 as a 13 abyssal dropped online with me today and we played two matches in duos and he's on battle pass level 24 like that man's a monster absolute monster by the way big shout out to him um i do like it's like I a comfort s- food now though for me. yeah it is it is and i want to say that i do like the fact that besides um, and maybe I'm wrong here. You can correct me. Besides Carnage, who is the level 100 skin, there's no other sponsored skins yet uh, in the in the battle pass. Oh no, I think you're right. And I and and right. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I really liked the invasion um, last season, yep. but by the like the last month or so, I was totally bored of it. It was like I've seen everything. There's no new surprises. You're still abducting people. There's still spaceships flying around. Whoop-de-doo. I don't care. I got level 100. Boom, I'm done. Uh, and then there were some bonus pages. Like, I, I really like the Battle Stars thing. I'm mm-hmm. glad they kept it. Uh, there were some bonus page uh, stuff and Superman that I wanted to get. I did all that. But I, I like some of the changes they made to this map. Uh, it's very clear um, that we're running down to the end of this chapter. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that we will get a new map within the next couple of battle passes yeah. that they're building to that. I'm I'm really okay with that. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm, I got my Nintendo email like Jesse talked about earlier, and my most played game over the last month was Fortnite. Yeah. So for, for I just me, drop in for a couple games yep. and I'm I'm done. I'm good. I look at it now as very much like a comfort food. Like I'm yep. like, okay, all right. I got 15 minutes to jump in for a couple matches. So those are the games I'm playing. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put something that I do have on the, on what I'm going to call on the docket. Uh, I got access code to Project Winter. Uh, you can check it out in the eShop right now. Essentially, from my understanding of it, uh, from looking at the demo or some look at the game, reading the specs, watching some content on it, it is essentially like what happens if Among Us is a winter survival game. Hmm. Um, and so I jumped in last night and tried to play the tutorial and I got very angry at it. And it's the first time I've ever like hard quit a game. And I was like, I'm done. I need to walk away. Join the club. Now, now that may just be me in the mood I was in. So, and I tried to connect to join a party uh, this t- today. and I couldn't join a party. I know it doesn't go online on the switch until I think tomorrow. So I'm going to try this weekend and see if I can capture some footage. So, Project Winner, if you're interested in it, it's on the docket. I'll get some coverage in the coming days. Also, Eastward dropped today. I have a code. Marty has a code. We are going to do some coverage. I know Austin emailed us and said, you guys doing some thoughts on it? We will jump into it. We did not get early access to it, so we're consuming it kind of at the same time as everyone else's. We'll have more coverage on that. So I'm excited. And another game I picked up or got a code for is Unsighted. And it comes out at the end of the month. So we're going to have some coverage on that game as well. Uh, pixel RPG slasher roguelike thing. It kind of caught my attention. It looked interesting. So those are three that are on oh. my docket. Uh, Jesse, what about you? What have you been playing? So I finished my run of Metroid Other M that I started last week and actually did a 100% item collection on it. Uh, definitely, I needed a, a walkthrough to find some of the items. But uh, as a reward for doing so, you unlock a hard mode. I'm like, I didn't even know this thing had a hard mode. <laughs> so, and I, and I don't plan on running it because that was hard enough as it was. Uh, but definitely the uh, the item forming I did before I beat the final boss definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then... I went from there to Lost and Random, which came out last week. As you know, Tim's been playing with a little bit. Of, he he started it first. It was like he was like two hours ahead of me for a while. Then he stopped playing, and then I kept on going. Uh, so this game is kind of a weird game to explain. Just visually, it looks like a Tim Burton movie. Like it looks like it could have been. It's like the cousin to Nightmare Before Christmas. It looks beautiful. It's if you like that weird twisted look. It everything every you know the characters. Not it's not a lot of variation in the character models, so that kind of does get old after seeing the fifteenth fish person. But uh, but in general, the, the the backgrounds are still very unique as you go from area to area. So you, you play this girl who has a, an older sister who just turned 12 in this city called one town one Tim says yes uh when uh, parent, yeah no 
Wrong the game. Eaters. <laughs> but this game does have six wards that are based on numbers from one to six because on the the twelfth birthday, the queen who lives in six sixopia six ten six six something come visits your area and she has this giant black die and has a twelve year old roll it and whatever number it lands on they get moved to that to that ward and so her sister happens to roll a six so she goes to this and that's where supposedly everyone's happy and this is and everyone loves it there and one is like the the lowest of the slums so yeah they're they're from one croft one croft yeah so the 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 derogative is calling someone a oneer yes and the, the history of this world is everyone has you know people called dice wielders would have a partner sentient dice that would walk with them and they would fight battles together. And the dice unlocks the power of the cards the dice wielder has, and that's how they summon their weapons and attack. But the queen decided she wanted to be the only person with a die, so had the no dice wars, which killed every other dice in in the world except for hers. Somehow you find one and then, but you find a broken one that all it has are, can all, it can only roll a one or a two. You can see where like this face should be a six, but there's only two pips on it. So part of the adventure in the progression is you find additional pips that you have to find another NPC to attach them. So by the end of the game, you'll have a fully fledged dice where you can roll fives and sixes. And so, yeah, and, and the combat sometimes can be rough. Tim apparently says, oh, I just bumped it down to story mode. I'm like, I didn't even know this thing had a, a difficulty setting. I've been playing it <laughs> on normal the whole time. But I, I, I got, uh, I'm currently, and you, you start in one and then you work your way up. So I'm, I'm currently in five and I've been doing fine so far in, in the normal. So I'm just going to keep it there. And so... It sometimes can be frustrating figuring out how to start a fight because can I, I'm normally not good with card building things, but this does limit you to 15 cards in your deck to take into a battle. So once you like find a set that works, you know I don't normally just keep it with very little rearranging things. I have unlocked every card in the game, but you know this Manny who basically has a walking bureau and he literally opens himself up like that. And it looks creepy when you see it from a distance, <laughs> but uh, he's someone who sells it's like a cards. flasher. He just kind of jumps yeah, out. Like, exactly. And he, and, <laughs> and hey! he's like everywhere. <laughs> he, I literally, he literally almost jump scared me. You know, like he, I t- t- turned a corner in a new area and boom, there's Manny. I'm like, Oh, thanks for the warning. <laughs> You can normally hear him talk before you see him, but this time I didn't see him first. And uh, so when you, the way that part works, you have a limited supply of cards, but when you buy enough, then you can, you're given three packs to open, which, which each has five new cards that would go into his inventory. And there, these are finite decks. So by the time you, there's 12 packs total, once you unlock all of them, 
then all 60 cards are then of those are available to buy. I have unlocked all of the cards. Now I'm just at the point of getting enough money to just buy them all just to see what happens. So I ended up missing a, a lot of money opportunities early on. There's these blue little lantern things. If you slingshot them and break them, you get some coins. I didn't notice this until the third area. <laughs> I noticed it just, I didn't notice it until the second area, um, too. So, uh, two, two town. Um, and so I went back to the beginning to break some of those, but obviously missed the ones yeah, from the very I, first I didn't, area. I, I missed some of the collectibles, and at this point, I'm like, I really don't care if I miss something, I, I miss it. Um, the game does have a few minor issues, but none of it are game-breaking. Like, it, the game crashed on me once, but it was loading out of a cutscene into action again. So the game had already saved, so I didn't lose any progress. Yeah, it has an apparent it, issue with loading and unloading the game for some reason. Yeah, uh, fade-outs and fade-ins sometimes seem like they're popped in in backwards order so like you'll it'll fade into a purple before fade going going to black in one frame and uh i've also noticed a problem with the money counter like it, it like if i break a pot to get some coins it says i have 300 coins then i go to manny spend 200 i i, I have I, sh I should have 100 and then i break the next pot the thing doesn't say I have 100 and goes up to 110. It goes, you have 300 going down to 110. So the purchase price, it, it ends in the right place. It just starts in the wrong place. It just looks weird. It took me a while to figure out what it was doing. So I'm kind of hoping this game gets a patch to kind of clean up some of those really silly issues. But again, none of that is game breaking. All right. Well, good deal. Uh, let's see here. Tim, what you been playing? Sure. Um, I've also been playing Lost in Random, but, uh, Jesse did a great job explaining what that game was. So I won't, I won't go into that again, but there is a video out there in case anybody wants to see the beginnings of the game and see if it's uh, oh. worth your while. Oh. And it does start slow. It's like an hour and a yes. half to two hours before you actually start. Two hours play. it took to get up to the, to that point. Uh, to oh. battle to get the battle mechanics down. So yeah, uh, but it it's out there if in case you want to see it. Um, but it, it's highly recommended. Uh, also, I've been playing Cruise and Blast, which is also out there as a video. Um, I'm gonna leave that for uh, Marty to talk about as well. Um, obviously, you all know I love me some racing games, so I've been having a blast with that. No pun Timmy, intended. I mean, you can go but, ahead and talk about it, and I can just jump in because you are you're like the race guru. <laughs> Uh, here, like you, you, you love them way more than I do. I, I think we, I think you'll be surprised how much we probably like them just about the same, especially because we have the love for the arcade game. So, uh, the, the old, even the older ones, you know, the cruising USA and all that kind of stuff. This, this, does, like Drew mentioned, this does not disappoint. It's surprisingly, it's a surprising great game. It's not. It's not going to be the best racing game like Forza or Gran Turismo or anything like that. We all know it's an arcade game, and I'm sure they'll do some patches to make it even even better than what it it's is now. Fun. But it is, it is yeah. just such thing. a fun game to play, and Sam and I had so much fun playing this. I did a snippet of the multiplayer that we did in the video that I posted that day when it launched of Sammy and I playing 
the multiplayer side of things. That's and cool. I wished I could have had the camera on recording us because we were just having so much fun and just like how close we were in some of the races, like, cause we played the, um, three, three to win, uh, multiplayer and I won a coin and then he won the next coin and I won the next coin and then he won the next coin. So it came down to the wire. He was doing really good. And it was just fun because we were just like teasing each other, you know, one beat the other, or we just nudged ahead of the other. So it was really fun. So I highly recommend it. Yes. One of the disappointing things that is there is that it doesn't have online racing, which I wish it did because it would have been really cool to be able to play a that racing could be game. Coming. It could yeah. be. Yes, it could be some sort of DLC or some sort of add-on. That would be awesome. Uh, or it would be cool if you could play against the people who are playing the game in the arcades. <laughs> you know, because they sometimes have that people out there too. arcades still? Yeah, still people who do that, especially barcades. Barcades are the That's thing. True. So, but I really, it's just, again, a lot of fun and you can do up to four racers, local play, you know, four corners of your screen. So you could have some fun at a, you know, when you got some friends over and And literally you can play this game with three buttons. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it is that you don't have to know how to shift gears. You don't have to know how to trick it out. Anybody can play and anybody can win three buttons and you can wreck other cars a la burnout. Yes. You can take out those cop cars that are trying to so arrest good. you and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So, and it did kind of remind me of even Asphalt 9. Uh, some, you know, because of the music and the crazy racing and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to worry about like with Asphalt 9 having to keep buying packs and all that kind of stuff. You bought the game, you own the game, you own everything in there and you unlock stuff. Well, Asphalt 9 was free to play. Right. Yes, it is still free to play, but you can get caught up in wanting to buy. I get caught up in wanting to buy stuff because I want to unlock all the cars and, in Asphalt 9. So, And as far as like Nintendo Switch software goes, uh, this is budget software. This is thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm and so you're not you're not in for the full 60 buck price. Yeah. And it has a surprising amount of tracks and cars. Uh, and unlockables that I mean, a lot of other racing games don't have, right? Because uh, I mean, you can you, unlock five levels of each car. Yep. And then I mean, what I was saying was just all the different models and and mm. and they're fully and the licensed. Paint so jobs. You're, you're, I mean, you're driving a Corvette, you're driving a Hummer, uh, you're driving a hovercraft, <laughs> a <laughs> unicorn. I mean, there's I some wild, there's some wild stuff going on. In this game, uh, I just I love it because I remember cruising as a game that, that like I can fire up and drop into, play a few races and be done, be like, oh, I'm oh, yeah. satisfied. It's that uh, it's comfort food. It's snack based, right? Snack, snack, yeah. bite size. That's the word I'm looking for. It's bite yes. size gaming. <laughs> yes. uh, and so snack size was what I was getting confused. And about. I know it's good for multiplayer when Sammy asks to play it again. Because there's a lot of times where I'll buy a multiplayer and we try it and he's just like, oh, okay, that was interesting. And then we never play it again. This one, he's asking to play it again all the time. So thumbs up from Sam and, my, and myself. So. Yeah, like uh, I'll be honest with you, the multiplayer thing, we tried to go in over the weekend, which my wife does not play games hardly at all. And I, I like Saturday night, I was like, let's play some Mario, WarioWare, right? And the disappointing thing is that there are 
like the only games that you can play with four people are these pre-programmed, you have to do this, and then you might get to play a minigame thing. Like, where is the ability to just be able to go in and play those mini games with four people? That was disappointing. Uh, and, and so, like, for me, that that was a negative about that game. I haven't found it much else that's negative, but we wanted to be able to just, like, lay back and play some four-player mini games. And yeah, kind of like you can with Mario. Players. With Mario yeah. Party, right? You can just jump in and yeah. play mini games and go through that. Yeah, that's what Sammy and I do every now and then too. Yeah. Anything Makes else you've been playing? Uh, of course, uh, more multiplayer fun with Sam with Boomerang Foo. We can't get enough of that game. It's so much fun, and yes. uh, he beat me again. I mean, we came down to the wire, but he beat me again in Boomerang Foo. He's getting really good at it. Especially there was one move that I was so proud of as a dad, as a gamer dad, was that. I went to one side of the board and he went to the other and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get the book, you know, that gives you the extra move or whatever, the extra weapon or extra ability. And he went through the portal on the side and ended up on the side I was and took me out like that because I didn't I wasn't paying attention. The portal was over there. So it was like I went over there to get the book and the book was by that portal. He dove right through that portal, ended up right on top of me and as he was coming through, he slashed me and I was just like, I was so proud of him. I thought pretty it was great. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We have some pretty, my son and I pretty intense. Um, yeah. You know, boomerang food. He's gotten good. Yeah. I know. And that's the, that's the scary part is he's gotten right. good. And, and I have to like actually play. Yeah. You now have to I like, I'm, I need to turn it up. Now. I'm not yeah. as good at boomerang food as I thought I was. <laughs> That's another one I wish had online capabilities too. Oh, yeah. I think that would yeah, be we're gonna we're gonna do some boomerang food during uh extra life this year. Cool. Because it's gonna uh, we just it's easy and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. The last one I've been playing is the A Train demo because I heard uh I think it was Seth on uh MVC who said um that he was playing it and he said it was close to SimCity. It reminded him of SimCity on the Super Nintendo. And I was like you got me sold. I'm going to go try that out, especially because there's a demo. So I've been trying it out. I'm just getting through some of the tutorials right now. Um, and I am looking forward to, you know, getting back into that and seeing how much close, how much of the SimCity feels it gives me. So looking forward to talking about that more next was week. Was that the game that he was obsessed with like a couple months ago? I think so. Yeah. Oh, God. Seth plays some really weird games. <laughs> right. Yeah, this came out in March. Yeah, this has been out for a while, and I finally got a chance to check out the demo. And uh, because I had it sitting on my page, and I've been trying to clear out some of the games on my Switch because I want to get, uh, I'm I'm deleting a lot of the games, so I it's easier to move my Switch over to the OLED one when it comes out soon. Yeah. Yeah. And this soon. is a sixty. This is a sixty dollar <laughs> game. If yes, it is. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for checking yeah. on that. Hey, I got a quick question while you mentioned the OLED. On October 8th, when a certain Metroid game comes out, for the people that are getting the OLED model, are you planning on doing a transfer before you play Metroid? And how are you going to resist not playing Metroid until you do the transfer? It, how are we it all that? depends. It all depends on what's going on because I. Yeah, it's all going to depend <laughs> on, on the timing and everything, because if, if if I can if I can go get that, the because I'm taking the day off. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the day off 
Uh, and I'm going to go pick you up the OLED. You can watch him stream all of it over here on Twitch slash Nintendo Dads <laughs> all day. I'm going to be playing that game whether I have the OLED in my hands or not. So if if I get the game first, I'll be playing it on my old Nintendo. And then I'll go pick up the OLED. If if I got if I can go get the OLED and then get, then download it, then I'll do that. So John, I so I got a switch light back in June, thanks to Nintendo for sending us that. Um, and I kind of already started parceling out where my games went. So like uh I have very specific games on my switch light. I have other games on my regular switch. So I'm actually kind of looking at like the switch OLED being my parceling of the of more games. Do you know what I mean? So that this OG, the OG one is really gonna be like the family one, right? So hey, it's Stardew yeah. Valley on here and some of that, and the other one's like the OLED is daddy's right. And it's exact, you know, it's, I'm going to put on their Fortnite. I'm going to put on apex. I'm going to put on Metroid, the games that I know that they don't really like. And that if I'm traveling, I want to have with me. And so I, so I've taken my library and I've really divided over three consoles. Uh, it also has, you know, saved me on having to buy like a one terabyte SD card essentially, but that's how I'm going to do it. So I'll probably just jump know. in. <laughs> that sounded like a dig on uh, Marty and myself. One terabyte cards. not bad. I mean, you know, I these- just, you get the all these games for review like and you got to have somewhere to put them. Uh, I caught mine on sale for like more than half of that. Did you? Drew, what are you yeah. doing? Or, or did you get an OLED, Drew? I'll be getting an OLED, but I will not be playing Dread. Sorry to disappoint okay. folks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's okay. I'll, I'll make up for Drew not paying yeah. playing it. Hey, I'll you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, Tim. <laughs> I'll take Drew's that. share of it I, and, and take that on. So. so do you not like Metroid, <laughs> Drew? I mean, why aren't you going to play? Uh, you know, I said it with Ori a little bit earlier. It, you know, it, it's the style of gameplay that just doesn't, you know, tickle my fancy, one might say. It's just... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Metro. And I think I just kind of missed the bandwagon when I was younger. And I just, I never joined it. I never jumped back on. Yeah. Like I like, I like Metroid games, but doesn't mean I like Metroidvania games in general. Most of them I don't like. Yeah. I don't know why I like Metroid and not others, but that's the way it works for me. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I just, I, 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 I'm also starting in October. I am taking Fridays off of work as well. So I do plan on playing the game as soon as I can. And I'll be getting the game digitally, so I'll have it while we're still recording the previous night. And uh, and the the OLED will be is supposed to be shipped, so I'm not going to get that until later in the day. But yeah, I do yeah, yeah, so I guess I'll be playing it, at, you know, during the show at midnight. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive the next morning to get my. OLED. And since I don't think we've ever done this, uh, I and I have unique opportunity of having multiple capture cards. I plan on doing a video showing the process of doing a system transfer for a full system transfer. That'll be interesting <laughs> to make and edit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's why I'm trying to, to limit the amount of things I'm going to move over. That's why I'm taking off things that are just sitting there and I'm not actually playing. And what I, my goal is, is try to keep only the 10, icons that i you keep on the front page and that's it so Uh, that's bold yes i'm trying to get it down to that it's really hard i'll tell you that but i probably have 150 games on my switch so i got it down to 20 i got it down to 20 why are why are you only doing the 10 to make it easier to move over so i don't have to re-download everything that i had on there before i only re-download the ones that i want on there I feel like Zach would have a field day with that. 
I'm presuming that most of the contents of this will be on the SD card, and I just move that SD card over, and boom, the games are already there. I don't think um, I'm going to have to re-download everything. I'll find out. Well, a- anytime I had to do it for Sam, nothing on the SD card saved. Well, was that just a profile change or a whole system change? No, it was a whole system change because I had to, whenever they repaired it, I, even though I had all the games on the SD card. Oh, well, that's gay. Well, that's as a result of a repair. Yeah. Yes. That's not, not from a result of a system transfer. So that okay. makes sense. Yeah. But doesn't the SD card only have the games? Well, the SD card is attached to the uh, to the actual Switch, too. So, and that was the other problem. It's like, unless, I guess, unless it does transfer, uh, I'm not aware of. If it's of, like but... the 3DS, it'll do a key transfer as well. Okay. Again, I'll, I'll find out when I make when I make that video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess I can talk about this. As Justin said earlier, it's uh, has no embargo. I've been playing a little bit of Toem, which comes out tomorrow uh, on uh, Nintendo Switch or today, as you are reading this. And this is a timed exclusive for the Switch. It is a build as a photo adventure. Uh, it's all black and white, kind of like minutes, uh, but it is, it's about a, a weird animal thing that goes on a quest to see the toem uh, that it's uh, Nana shows it in the beginning of the game and you don't get to see what it is, but there's glowing light coming from the scrapbook. And apparently everyone in their family goes on this, uh, this journey to see the toem uh, and so you go around doing quests for people so that uh, you can get stamps because stamps equal free bus tickets and the bus tickets take you further and further in the game. So to begin with, you're in your little town and you do one quest, you get one stamp and that lets you get a bus ticket to the next part of the game uh, and you advance further and further and further on the map until you get to your goal. And yes, you can take pictures and some of the quests involve you needing to take pictures with your old school camera. Uh, it's all pretty cool. Uh, the the music is a, a great uh, lo-fi mix that you can either turn on or off because the character has headphones. So you can actually change the tracks in the game to your liking uh, as you unlock those. Uh, and the dialogue's pretty snappy from what I've seen so far. And so uh, I think this is going to be one of my favorite games that come out this year um just really really cool uh and i encourage you to go keep it on your radar as justin says uh starting tomorrow so that's toem and that's really all i've been playing this week besides Fortnite and cruising blast so with that said tim uh why don't you give us an update on our fantasy football league and then we'll get into the community spotlight Sure thing. And I was just putting it in here in their notes just to make it a little bit easier to read off. <laughs> so let's see. That is. Oh, wait, hang on. Jesse, did we not have some special music for this? I don't remember. Did I set something up? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. For, thanks for reminding me because I, for, I forgot you had me set this up. Curse you, uh. Bo Jackson. <laughs> all right, Tim, it's all you. All right. So that's just trying, like I said, I'm trying to get this in here. So it's 
easier to read and get it done quicker. You got done with yours. See, you you lied at the top here. It says Tim has the recap ready to go because I was going to read it from the site, and then I decided, you well, know, let me you do this. Lied. I I figured <laughs> I was just going to do it from the site. So, but all right. So we've been playing the uh, fantasy football starting this past Sunday, this past week one of the NFL. Uh, so if you don't know what fantasy football is, it's sports balls. So. Uh, and if you need to know what fantasy football is, let us know in our chats and we'll certainly educate you on it. Or Jesse, if you got a quick, uh, it's a great game for, for statistic nerds. There you go. The more points a real life player makes you score points. You hope to win. Are we describing to people what fantasy football is? That's it, correct. It does appear that way. Yes, true. Yep. Okay. This is what happens. It is not you just all of a sudden falling asleep and waking up in your closet. Like, what the hell just happened? Just want to make <laughs> no, sure. Legitimately, no, we're no, doing that. One. That comment comes later. So anyway, anyways, all right. So in our Discord, we have a fantasy football league that we got together, just like we had the golf league that Drew so graciously hosted uh, this year. And we have our winners for that. So, but now the after this first week, we've got Hambones, Honeys, Beat Expectations, and Defeat, Motor City Unchained, and 138 to 96 route. And then Acid TKO3, Who Day, Fall to Madden 94 Monsters, 115 to 105. Tom Nook's Collectors, Brush Off Expectations, Earn Win Against Laughers Dragon Questers in 152 over 92. That game hurt. Despite top scorer Stafford, it's a me, Camario, falls to age of ma- ages of mages, 127 and 119. Joe's Bulldogs earn win over Denver Estrange, 144 over 116. Ooh. That fast Daredevils fall short of predictions, succumb to underpowered in 120 in a uh, 127 over 107 route. And Sacktown Strip Sacks overcome negative points beat garbage plates in 119 over 115 battle and that's our recap of it, fantasy football it sports, sports. sports balls it, it really hurts when not only i score the least out of 14 teams but i'm up against the one person that scores the most so i uh, drafted your quarterback too high i did i <laughs> Well, my quarterback yeah. did well. Is the only he's the only one who made who scored. Everyone else was crap. <laughs> I'm gonna say this here. I know nothing about sports whatsoever, and I won fantasy football one year. Go me. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> go. Yeah, you can go, Marty. Yep, we're gonna go straight to the community spotlight. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> And as we turn on the community spotlight, of course, it's focused on Drew and John from Dads After Dark. And, uh, you know, we want to give you guys a minute to uh, let everybody know, uh, for some people, what the heck is Dads After Dark? Uh, and where can people interact with you uh, on the Internet? In fact, you could take some time to answer uh, this question. I'm going to try to find it here. Uh, basically, it was... Um, well, while he's looking at it, quite a quick comment from the chat. Yeah. So Drew was what 
picking on me for explaining fantasy football, but half the chat doesn't know what the hell we just talked about. So <laughs> there we go. Basically, the, the the question was, and I don't see it in our in our list of questions here. It was basically, how did you guys become podcast hosts? How did you uh, come up with Dads After Dark? Uh, how did all of that? Yeah, it was, it was solo something. Solo how did something. You, I said, yeah. How did the how, two of you connect that be, that became your own podcast show and dedicated channel and Discord? Also, what advice would each of you give someone interested in podcasting that will help them avoid mistakes and to ensure a sense of success? Mm. So it's your origin story plus mm. with great power comes great responsibility. Look at that. Awesome. So there you go. So we'll turn it over to you guys. So I'll start by saying Dad's After Dark show um, is, is this unique take on not only video gaming, but um, I think just in general life takes of the After Dark field, right? I mean, there's topics in our show that I probably can't even tell you the name of topics here without um, us getting muted at some point. So I'll leave it at that imagination. Um, we've already alluded to, we do live uh, Manscaped uh, product testing. Uh, luckily, no video for you guys, so that's that's yeah, we'll audio Whoa. only. <laughs> it's a Patreon tier. It's a, uh, but but yeah. See, uh, the, the thing is, like John just said, with, with Dead with the Dark, we're not all about uh, really the Patreon or or even the the listener base or things like that. We're here having fun, providing content. We love the interaction with you guys. Uh, we are part of the Nintendo Dad's family podcast, which is which is amazing. Um, and you know John's uh, the hardworking guy. He runs our fun Twitter and TikTok page, right? And um, we are a very laid-back podcast. And and I will say for the the, the follow-up on Marty's question for success-wise, I think uh, for podcasting purposes, you need to go into it understanding it's a hobby, right? Uh, once it becomes a chore or work, uh, unfortunately, it's time to hang up the gloves. And and I don't mean that in a disrespectful or or mean way, but you got to go into every time you podcast with fun and passion and you're, you're doing it because you want to. It's not that, ah, man, I did a podcast tonight. Uh, you you got to want to do it. You want to put the work in. Uh, and the second part of that is you got to, with, with that in mind, the fun aspect, you can't expect instant success and maybe never success. And you need to be okay with that. If you're not okay with getting 50 listens or a hundred listens or a thousand listens or whatever, whatever it is, it's okay. It, it, and if, if that doesn't meet your criteria, um, then you need to make that, that hard decisions. You keep moving forward or do you just keep doing it as a hobby? And, and I think that's my, my one true advice for, for anyone that's willing to start this or do this. Uh, you know, people put hundreds and thousands of hours into these types of uh, podcasts and, you know, social influencers and YouTube and, and all that stuff. And um, it's a lot of work and you got to put your life first and you got to make those, those decisions. But um, I don't want to steal all the time, John. I mean, what, what's your take? I, we could go even deeper into the dad of the dark theme and I'm sure we will with some of our questions, but what's your take? Oh yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Do what you love. Like if you're going to do a podcast or anything, just do what you love first. Don't like, you know, when you start a business, you can kind of look at and like, say, what's the market? What's the market angle and what should I make or whatever. But like, you know, when you're doing this stuff, just do what you love. Because, you know, even if you have hard times or, you know, good times or whatever, just enjoy what you're doing. If, you, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, um, do something different. <laughs> you know, look at the Dad Crossing guys, right? They just decided, hey, we want to play some Xbox. And uh, Animal Crossing is, you know, it's hard to find new information every, you know, single week. 
And so they just said, maybe we want to do Game Pass News. And that's exactly how you do it. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 how you'd be happier. If and if you know, if 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 you're finding that it's a struggle, it's probably because you're doing something you don't necessarily love or don't love anymore. So uh, yeah, as long as Drew's still down, I'll do it because I love Drew. Yeah, like, and I love you, John. And I think that goes back to the, the part of the question that we missed was, is how did we become of this? How did we start? And um, so the podcast started in the, about December-ish time frame. I think, uh, Justin, I don't know. I believe you approached us with the idea of of doing a, a follow-up. Um, before that, John and I were, were doing now the, the weekly tournaments and the monthly tournaments and the monthly mayhems and all that good stuff. Uh, but even before all of that, uh, John and I met through uh, the community of Nintendo Dads, and I believe it was through really uh, Diablo 3 that <laughs> really joined us a lot. We put a lot of hours in. We, we played together. We, we chatted. And during that time, I think we just got to know each other. Uh, John and I, in a, in a weird and um, poetic way, have become very good, if not you know, best friends in a, in a social environment, I guess you would say, or an internet environment. Um, you know, someday hopefully to meet up, so, you know, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been a journey. John and I talk every yeah. single day about video games, life, the podcast, everything. And then, uh, Walking that goes back, back to hobby. hotels. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yep. John, John <laughs> GPS is me, guides me back to another state when I get lost in the middle of Chicago. That's right. But, you know, and, and, and I want to throw credit Drew's way because, you know, I've, 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 I've run Facebook gaming groups and I love putting together like tournaments and contests and that sort of thing. And when Drew started doing the, uh, gaming contest, I don't know if they had a name, but he was doing these gaming contests in uh, the discord. And I really admired that he was doing that. And I kind of wanted to get involved and, you know, help out with it. And that that's eventually we got to doing the mayhem. Um, and we just went from yeah. there, but the dad's after dark show in general, uh, it is a very hard X rated, uh, podcast. It's uh, it's a it's a ton of fun where there's no hold bars. Uh, just a couple examples: we do rank, uh, you know, the hottest Nintendo characters. We'll do things along that line, um, and uh, we'll we'll talk about even non-video game things that everyday life as as a you know a grown man and uh, you know stuff that is on all of our minds. The chat but, says frogs. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's we get a little uh, graphic with some lawnmower stories about uh, running over some animals, but. It, it, it's just it's all fun and games uh there's no harm no fault to someone's point earlier in the show if, if one of us i'm sure if some future business got a hold of our podcast they might have second guesses about our character but uh it's all it's okay you know and, and, and it's and, and honestly when you podcast you kind of play a character you know in, in a weird way we all have our you know business justin we have our pit cross jesse we got our racing tim you know these are part of our characters that we have sorry you know? did you sorry just clarity here did you say racing tim or racist <laughs> tim well well that that I said racing so uh but i i'll leave it at that but no you know it's all uh it's, it's all fun and games and uh that's why we're here you know it's, it's you meet new people absolutely yeah, I, you know, and I, I, I think you guys did such a fantastic, fantastic job. And I, and I, I'm trying to remember, Drew, whether it was you guys coming to us or we reached out to the you team. came out. You I, came to me, Justin, because we were I, doing the monthly mayhem already, right? And you just thought we were hilarious, and you're like, you yeah. guys want to do a show, yeah? And we said, sure, sure. And and we came up with the after dark theme. I didn't even know you guys had like yeah. after dark episodes yeah. until like way after. Yeah. And those were, and those were exactly what you guys were, which was completely off the chain. 
It was it was post show essentially. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and, and we and would it use was, them. We would use them to like we talked about like the latest Star Wars movie, but yeah. you know we didn't necessarily keep it family friendly. We let the words yeah. four letter words fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, like the pre show. Well, exactly. Justin learned quickly after he published the first episode to the Nintendo. I did not. Feed. Okay, so true story. Here's is a funny <laughs> thing. I didn't publish that. Jesse is our publisher. Right. I was like, there's no way Jesse's going to publish this. Of course he wouldn't. All of a sudden I'm walking past my daughter's room. <laughs> episode two is published. And when she goes to bed, she's like, Alexa, play the latest episode oh, of Nintendo dads. And all of a sudden I hear you two come on. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> no, we don't. And I had to go back. And I remember, I remember true story. And this person may still be listening. An email we got from a listener and they're like, I was, um, just a little disappointed or a little shocked recently when uh, Dad's After Dark episode one or two came into my feed. And I replied with, we are currently working on resolving that challenge. I appreciate it. Uh, you, it's interesting, right? Because you guys are the only show that actually of, of our shows that are in our house, right? That are that are kind of what I would call born and bred within our content. You are the only ones that have their own dedicated, dedicated uh, feed. And again, that is because of the, because of the adult content. Right. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is that I love the fact that it's very open that way. Right. I think, you know, great example with you two, um, you know, Manscaped showed up, you know, Manscaped reached out to us and I was like, huh, well, I've got the four primary dads, but I bet you this, this would work really well with the dads after dark audience also. Right. Okay. So I, th- I think, I think it's great. Uh, I love the work that you guys are doing. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I, the commentary you made before, uh, about like, just, just do this. Like if you're, tr- if you're trying to chase something and you're not finding that success, it isn't going to work. Right. Like we had no idea what Nintendo dads was going to be when we started it. It wasn't like we were trying to chase some metrics or chase some dollars. It was just having fun. And I think that whenever I hear the conversations with, with, you know, Drew and John, it's about friendship. It's about genuine honesty. It's about fun. Um, and I always kind of appreciate that. And, and it's that feeling and very much like this, like, like it's that I would love to sit in a pub with both of you guys and have pints, right? Yeah, and the conversation absolutely. that you're having around that pint table is the same conversation you guys are having over Discord or Zoom or whatever it is every week. And it's, it's just that just that kind of, you know, not having to pull punches, but having fun conversations and a bit of chats. And it's great stuff. So I really, really appreciate so, it. I started well. laughing there because Fontes says that you set off his... <laughs> his Alexa. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> every... my, my bad, Fontes. Sorry. Yeah, we've we've introduced the new concept that we've really taken hold of over probably the last twelve months. Where uh, rather than kind of breaking it down into like a news segment and, and rumor saying that we kind of just uh, we pick anywhere from five to ten numbers, and and we say uh, those are the, the the five to ten topics. It could be a news item. It it could be about uh, you know me running over a mouse with my lawnmower. It it could yeah. be about you know me and my wife last night. It could be anything, and that's the beauty of it. Um, it, it it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, we had to hire, you know, the sexy British woman to do our voiceovers because why wouldn't you do that on a Dad Death of Dark show? Makes uh, logical so, sense. Yeah. God, yeah, so God so, bless you, Sadie. A lot of people Sadie. in the chat early, earlier in the show asked if Sadie was going to make an appearance tonight. Sadie is, uh, she's a little shy, but, uh, you know, he's trying to open her up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it out as you would. Uh, yeah. On that yeah, yeah, note, yeah. I so uh, let me uh, explain where you can find us all. We're the Dads After yeah. Dark show. Um, you can just search for us on any podcast. We have our own feed. We do episodes every week, um, but we kind of alternate. We have our main show with our top eight countdown, and then we'll do what we call the Betwixt, 
which is just sort of a potpourri. You can kind of get anything you want. I almost did a Life is Strange spoiler cast, but I realized nobody cared. Um, so uh, that's what we do it. Not until after it comes out on the Switch. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to all <laughs> you guys about it. Um, we have our own YouTube channel apart from the Nintendo Dads channel. So you can find our podcast on your channel, the Nintendo Dads. But we also have a Dads After Dark Show YouTube channel uh, where we mostly publish 30-second uh, reviews. I say we, but I do it. That's fair. Um, so, you do yeah. a lot of that work. <laughs> uh, so we do 30-second reviews. The point of the 30-second review is it's very short. It won't spoil anything for you. Um, I have a lot of fun doing them. Um, on Twitter, you can find us, NDadsAfterDark. On TikTok, also, NDadsAfterDark. We posted a new TikTok today. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then, Drew, do you really want to talk real quick about Monthly Mayhem? Yeah, monthly mayhem is uh, is amazing. It it changes every month, right? So that is one perk by listening to us and being part of the Nintendo Dads community. You do need to be part of the Nintendo Dads community, which gets you into our monthly contest, uh, where we give up the twenty five, even more twenty five dollar eShop credit away, usually for the best player and then a random participant, which which we really introduced to make it fair. We want every single person that's playing has a as a as a true full chance of winning um, some eShop every month. So so that's what. The awesome part is, and it might be, you know, play one minute or it might play, you know, 15 hours. And obviously, the more time you play, the better chance you most likely would have of, of, of winning that. But uh, we go from month to month. Right now, we're doing WarioWare. It's usually very simple rules, uh, especially when it's at a high score type rule. You'll have one winner. Uh, we just got through the very long two to three month uh, golf lead, but it was amazing, amazing feedback. We had like... 38 people sign up. It was unbelievable for Mario Golf. And most uh, of them did stick around. They did. I'm going to say, yeah, about 90% played every every week. It was an absolute blast. Um, but yeah, Monthly Mayhem is is our is our baby. That's, that's what we love. That's kind of what started our, our podcast as, as a whole. So every month we're giving away, uh, really, to the Nintendo Dads, we spent $25, their money, uh, because we have no income, let's be when honest. Do, when do we get our golf money? When uh, when you ask for it, yeah, it's golf like money. my kids' allowances. When you ask for it, you'll get it. Until then, <laughs> uh, all the golf money will be announced on this week's episode, John. Dead of the dark. So there's 150 dollars that we're yeah. handing out um, throughout the tournament, and we still have to pull a bunch of random participants. So even if you played and you finished in 37th place, you Jesse. have a chance to win. Um, so so make sure you awesome. listen to this episode this week. Uh, it's it's gonna yeah. be fun. Jesse did want- better than all of us dads. Yeah, yeah I, I bailed out after about week four. I was like, oh, I have to unlock that? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm no, too much, Drew, too much. I do want to say this credit to both of you, and I, I think this is the one interesting part. Um, I, I will kind of take a little bit of like, I'm going to say a bit of a pride on this one. Uh, one of the things I love about uh, Dads After Dark and, and, and some of the other shows as well is this is an example of people in our community who said, I want to own this community. And I want to be a really active, active participant in it. And what can I do? I think Monthly Mayhem is a great example. Drew was like, yeah, I want to do this thing. Can I do it? Yes. Can I get funding to do it? Yes. So it's Drew's beast, right? It's Drew and John's baby. Like, go for it, right? And then when you're like, hey, I want to do this golf tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Do it, right? And and just having having active participants in our community who like see it, understand it, uh, engage it and create amazing content that brings people together. Man, I love that um, because it's not the four of us doing it. It's not our, it's not us banging that drum, 
right? It's people who are like, I understand this community. I love these people. I love the community. And I just want to do it with that community. Uh, so I give kudos to both of you for that. And thank you for being such amazing members of our community and have been for years. Uh, and we greatly, greatly appreciate that. We, I probably don't say that enough, but thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for letting us, allowing us to do it. I expect to see the uh, PayPal bill uh, next month and I or next week, and I will start sending you some funds for your golf tournament. <laughs> we will have them. Good, good. Excellent. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already, go over subscribe to Dads After Dark. Check them out on Twitter as well. Follow them. And on the tick of the talks, uh, follow all the good stuff. And I will say John's 30-second reviews are absolutely brilliant. So check that out. I'm seeing a lot of positive comments. Um uh in the comment chat as well by the way for you guys uh so well 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 done uh let's jump into our uh community questions will we actually oh, oh sorry they have they have a guest topic oh yes guest topic go on john all yours lead it off oh what was our question i totally forgot, <laughs> what, you oh, forgot? I'll, I'll read it hey. i have it in the notes okay now, good what, what role has a video game or gaming system played in the development of a romantic relationship of yours yeah, is this, sure. is this a safe topic for the show? I, I mean, I have, a, I have a family safe answer. Things. I can't promise my answer would be safe. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. What do you got, Jesse? All right. So, um, well, while I, the time that I was well, in my first marriage, I started playing EverQuest, and then we we I, we that we divorced, and I continued playing EverQuest. Um, joined a joined a guild. Uh, as an enchanter, and then all of a sudden we find out this uh, new new enchanter gets on, on the uh, in our guild, who's a little, a little gnome. I'm a, I'm a human, so she, I'm, she's shorter than me in the game. Um, so we get we get to know each other because we're on the same team. We have to coordinate it, how we handle enchanter roles in this game. And then she said. She, one night, one night, she says she's having computer problems. I'm like, oh, I might be able to help you. Uh, but That's you are definitely, line. <laughs> you are definitely going to be needing to reboot your computer. So why don't I call you? That way we can keep talking while your system's Ooh. down. And she was reluctant. So she, you know, she knew me, but didn't know me. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, we did it. We were talking. I got her computer up and running again. And, uh, in the next day, she kind of thinking, oh, I wonder what he's doing. And we we started talking more and more, like every, every day on the phone. You know, at the time, I, I still lived in Kansas, but she lived in Pennsylvania. Um, so we, and so in time, she moved into the Kansas City area and we started dating and now we're married. And we've been married thir- almost, it'll be 13 years in a few months. Awesome. And you're still and doing she, tech support for her. Yes, and she, and she still plays EverQuest. Wow, that's still going. <laughs> I was going to ask that question as well. Yeah, they, they, it's, uh, it's had its 22nd anniversary. My lord! Launched in good. November of '99. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll, I have a story. Uh, when I first met my current wife, um, I had a huge food anxiety problem and it it came from a couple of really bad relationships i was in but i had trouble eating with other people um and so on our first date with my now wife 
Um, we went to this little restaurant in downtown Denver and I was just like, you can do this, you can do this, you can eat this, you can eat this. And, uh, it's just one of those weird problems you pick up. And I really had a hard time eating. I got a couple bites in, that was it. And I remember, um, I had my leftovers and, uh, I was still stressing out and we came back to my place. All right. First date back to my place. And, uh, we played crazy taxi two on dreamcast. And my wife wasn't a big gamer. She had played some games with her younger brother when she was uh, a kid, but she didn't really play games regularly. And she just had a total blast with Crazy Taxi. And um, so we all had a fun time. And I, I ate the rest of my chicken Parmesan um, while she was focusing on the game. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> nice. I want to hear your dirty story, Drew. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll just tell the first half. That way it'll be PG. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's nothing, nothing crazy story, but a vivid memory. Uh, my current wife as well, when we first met, we, um, the old playing video games in your mom basement story. But no, we were playing, uh, Guitar Hero for the Wii at the time, and we were, we just, we couldn't, we couldn't beat the levels. So we, uh, we started drinking and, and drinking and drinking, and, and before you know it, we, we beat the game. Simple as that. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's a fun little memory, you know, it, it it's, it's those songs that get ingrained into your, you know, your brain and your memory now. And you hear those certain like Barracuda and you're like, oh, yeah, remember that? We played that on Guitar Hero. You know, so it's just cool. Now you have like that little video game moment uh, that, you know, kind of re-sparks every once in a while. Tune in to the Dads After Dark show this weekend to hear the second half of this. that story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll keep. I'll, I'll say mine as well, and I'll, I'll provide the PG version version of it as well. Uh, is that my my wife and I? We were we were poor students, right? And one of the, you know when we first started dating, uh, one of the things that we just loved doing was like getting takeaway dinner, uh, heading to my place, and like we play uh, PlayStation, right? And she grew up playing Tetris and grew up, grew up with an old Nintendo, so she was just like at home being a gamer. So we'd play like the old. Um, uh smackdown smackdown on the playstation right and just and that was and that was it and that was just like our so video games have always kind of been part of our relationship but we've always had a console together we've always played games together in some way um so i mean that was that was pretty cool just to have that have that relationship that way as well sweet nice games bring people together yep they do. tim anything for you sir so uh, my wife and I got into virtual reality right away. She said this was the first time we could, you know, be intimate without being intimate, where she put me across the room, you know, and I had headset on and then she put a headset on and, you know, we tried getting involved, but I just couldn't get it. Oh, wait, no, I think I'm talking about Demolition Man. Yeah, I, think I was like, wait a, second, wait a second, wait a second. No, actually, um, it really actually wasn't uh, any kind nice. of games that we got involved with in um, when we first started dating or anything like that. Um, it was actually wrestling. <laughs> so it was like um, WWE wrestling was uh, on, you know, raw for Monday night. And that's when I did laundry. And then uh, she got wind of that and she came over one time and that's when she came uh let me know that she was in interested so after that point um monday night raw night became makeout night on monday nights <laughs> <I'm> doing laundry <laughs> so 
<laughs> so that's raw dog. <laughs> yep. So there's probably more to that for dads after dark, but yeah. <laughs> nice. We'll invite all of you guys on to finish your stories. Finish yes. The, the right. second story of those stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those parts that I also very clearly know that my daughters listen to this podcast in the, in the night. So we'll right. just end there and not tell <laughs> yes. you what your mother and I did. Uh, we'll but move forward. So. It, when, when she's older, it, it's funner to, to drop hints of things sure. that, and then she'll like, I don't want to know him. No, no, no. Yeah. Exactly. We do that. We do what we do that to our 19 year old all the time. Nice. My, my 16 year old is, uh, kind of like, Gives me like these looks of like, why are you doing? Why are you talking about that? You're weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep moving through because I'm afraid we're going to lose Drew here soon. He's going to just fall asleep. He's Great. Gonna- My alarm is set for four hours from now, but I'm good. <laughs> God, I feel so bad. All right, let's uh, let's move into questions from our community. Will we? All right. Um, do you, so do you from- a bumper for that, or what are you doing with your life? No, right no it's just part of community spotlight. Oh, for it's always has bumper? been. Do you want to make a I bumper? Can, I'll think of something. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> from email, like, I, don't, I don't ask. I don't, I don't ask for much. Like seriously, just a bumper. Okay. <laughs> we bought from you a stream deck. Press a button. Get a WarioWare sound. There you go. Questions from the community. Woo! Okay, how about this button, <laughs> Justin? You boob. All right, move on. Read the damn question. <laughs> okay. From Austin Miller. Hello, Nintendo Dads. Have any of you played the game Eastward developed by Pixpill Games and published by Chucklefish? It's the perfect handheld experience and is humorous, charming, clever, and all other things. Would love to hear your thoughts and what other games it reminds Jeez, you it of. it just came out today. I know. I was like, God. Well, in all fairness, we may have got early access. Uh, awesome. We haven't yet. Uh, uh, myself and Marty will have conversations about it for next week. Watch coverage. We will have it on, on it as well. But it was one of those games that I was super excited about. I'm really happy it released today. I'm excited to dive in as well. All right, let's under, Yeah, it does look great. Now, I actually saw it at EGX back in 2018, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. So, uh, all right, uh, Jesse, our next question from Bobzilla. Okay, this is now from, from Discord. I don't know about you guys, but in an attempt to save money, I'm currently not buying any new games and instead have to decide to try to finish some games in my backlog. Do any of the dads have any underrated gems that they would like to complete in their backlog? For example, example, I'm going to go to, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm going back to play Starlink Battle for Atlas digital version, No Toys, which I think is a very underrated game. I had gotten about halfway through the game and stopped. The game is a space action, open world, story driven, lots of hyphenated words, uh, Star Fox game that I really do enjoy and looking forward to completing. What about you guys? Hmm. I, there is nothing more fun than to just not buy games for a while and play all the crap on your shelf. So I totally admire that. Um, I wish I could play Starlink, though. That was the only game Nintendo refunded me. Um, I was couldn't wait to play it. And the first hour it came out, I got massive dizzy spells and nausea. Oh, really? From playing oh, it. Wow. Yeah. And I actually called them because I think I paid like 60 or 80 bucks for like a deluxe yeah. version. And they actually asked me a bunch of questions about my dizziness and I, I don't know for research or whatever. And uh, yeah. And so they refunded me. Um, so I really can't play that, but if, I do have a few. If they games were asking those type of questions, I wonder how common it was. 
it might have been. I mean, and I really was ill, or maybe they were just trying to verify it or something. But um, yeah, I would love to play that game someday, but I, I'm afraid I can't. Um, but I have a I have a couple of games that um, I do want to play. In fact, one of them maybe this week, um, West of Loathing, which is one of the funniest games I've ever played. Um, it's that black and white like looks like that basic pencil drawing. That game is it's great. such such a good game, and I want to play it again. I didn't hundred percent it, and I feel like I'm gonna go hundred percent it. But you can you can choose between a few different different characters in the beginning. So I'm like, oh cool, I, you know, I think games that have multiple characters are great. You can try a different character. So I'm gonna try uh, do that again this week, and then an underrated game. I don't know if this is underrated, but Rayman Legends is one of the best platformers I've ever played. And there's so much to do in that game. There's so many little completion objectives, that sort of thing. Um, has one of my favorite levels of all time. Um, I played it on the Wii U, and I think it's probably better on the Wii U with some of the, the there's certain levels that use the touchscreen. Yeah, the game um, But they did port it to the Switch very early on, and I bought it, and it's still sitting in shrink wrap. And uh, I would like to get back to that game and, and replay it again. It's, it's that good. Drew, how about yourself? I, I, I don't have this problem that much. Um, I usually buy one game and, and, and play it. However, with that being said, I did buy three games this week. So Ooh. I kind of uh, did, a, did a lot of WarioWare, Ori, and Cruising. But um, no, I, I, there, there's nothing that's really in my backlog that I've purchased and have yet to play. Nice. Uh, I will tell you my backlog is disgusting. That is 100% true. As the game sampler, it's not a pretty thing. Uh, a couple of games that pop out to me as I'm just scrolling through here. I'd like to go back to Katana Zero. Uh, I'd like to give that a good shake. Um, Bioshock. I want to go back and give that one a, a good go as well. And um, Ori. I, I really loved Ori and I need to finish it. The original. I thought you finished Ori. Uh, I was very close to the end, I think. Oh, wow. That's something yeah. tough to go back to now. Yeah, I know. This is one of those things I'm like, oh, shite. Like, this is going to be a lot of work to try and figure that one out again. So, wow. Uh, At some point, yeah, this, it's just easier to start over. I know, and I don't want to do that. But yeah. it's so good. I love that series. Yeah. And Ori 2 is even better than Ori 1. Ooh. Yeah. And I've got, I've got Ori 2 sitting on here as well. Like, it's just like, oh, it's like an instant buy. I don't know why I do that. It's like I just black out and all of a sudden there's Switch games on. <laughs> Where'd all these games come from? I guess I have to play them. Yeah. Yes. So my underrated one um, is um, Ender Lilies. It's one that I got to play and did a, a little bit of a let's play on it or first impressions of it. And it's got some Metroidvania elements to it. So, but it's a little bit different because I like the aspects of of the character picking up spirits and you use the spirits as your as your weapon. Um, or whatever weapon they have, your spirits have, is what that weapon is. There's a lot more to it, and I wanted to get into it more. It just got sidetracked by other things, you know, life itself, and then other games that came along too. So, but I think that's an underrated one. I think a lot of people would enjoy if they gave it a chance. Ender Lilies. Yeah, I first say my underrated one is El Hijo or El. Someone made fun of me when I said this last time. El Hijo. I did. El Hijo. Yeah. El Hijo. <laughs> El Hijo. El Hijo. <laughs> yeah all right some good stuff hopefully that's giving you some uh jesse do you have something or you well it's, it's, it's 
an underrated game in my backlog. I don't know if I haven't played it. How am I supposed to know? But uh, uh, games in my backlog are uh, the Phoenix Wright games that came out last month. I Chris Tales, I want to play while it's on stolen free on Xbox. <laughs> Yep. But every every time I get close to uh, playing them, something else comes, like uh, Lost and Random. I'm like, okay, that game's great. But I'd say for an underrated a game, I think is underrated that I liked, played and liked. I would say like World's End Club. Uh, Tim and I both played that. I finished it. He finished it too eventually. I think. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, and, and I did a whole thing. Yep. Yeah, and that, that that's a great game, if you, especially if you. It, it's it's very shonen anime or manga, and so. that was all new to me. So that's why I enjoyed it because it was different and way different from anything I've ever played before. So if, you're, so. if you know shonen tropes, they're here, and mm. if you like them, great. If you don't know them, then be like Tim and learn them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go over our next question, uh, and so Max Power, fantastic name, asks. For what you know is coming in the rest of 2021, what is what, what is your day one purchase and what is it one of the a maybe? So maybe just everyone go around and say, like, what is one day one? What is one maybe? I'll start. Uh, obviously, Dread is is obviously that. But I'm going to say I think a, a, a day one is going to be Guardians. Actually, I apologize. Let me back that up. Day one is going to be Life is Strange, True Colors, when that comes out. Mm. And my maybe right now is going to be Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. So, uh, Drew, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with what's fresh in my mind. My day one is I'm going with Diablo 2 because nice. uh, it's coming up next Friday, actually, a yeah, week, week from today. Uh, and then I'm with you. I'm actually on the maybe fence with Guardians. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I was on the fence for sure. And then I saw the footage from PlayStation <coughs> recently and I was like, mm, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. It's a maybe. I'm probably yeah. on the lower side, but we'll it see. Threw, it threw me. Uh, John, let's go to you. Uh, if I had to pick one, it's going to be Advance Wars Reboot Camp. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. a, that's is, a take a day off of work game. Okay. And is that, that's, that's a definite. Do you have a maybe? Well. Uh, Ages of Mages. I, I mean, I'm waiting for that <laughs> sequel so so badly. I just I can't wait. Um, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I mean, gosh, you know, Metroid Dread or whatever. One that I'm actually really excited for is that Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater. Mm. Um, I played the demo on the Wii U, but I didn't play the game. And for some reason, I just want to go and unlock all the costumes. And I don't know. I'm just really excited for that. So, yeah, maybe that's that's a day one as well. Okay. Nice. Tim. But really, I don't remember if it got delayed or not, but I haven't heard anything else about Otter Wilds. Uh, Otter. <laughs> Outer <laughs> Wilds. The Otter Wilds is a very different game. <laughs> Outer Wilds. I thought that was still coming in 2021, but that's, I don't. That's, yeah, I that's believe still flagged as holiday. holiday. Okay. Yeah. Same so with Fall I, Guys. That's, that's where it got moved. Okay. Yeah. That that's what I was really looking forward to because I've heard a lot of good things about it and wanted to try that. So, um, and of course, Dread. Obviously, that's my number one. I'm just waiting yeah. for that to drop so I can take. You know, I'm taking the day off. I'm going to be playing that, and hopefully, because I'm going to be. Hopefully, it'd be so much fun. I'll be done with it by the weekend. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Jesse? Yeah, uh, I think Dread is the only yes day one game that, that I'm looking at. Uh, maybe because uh, I've already said uh, Brill- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are probably no- no's. So that oh. can be a maybe. 
because I'm because I'm more interested in uh, Arceus. Uh, so my my other maybe would be may, is the Danganronpa games. Okay, I tried them on the Vita and didn't get far, and I'm like I might want to try them again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. We've got some uh, we got some quick questions here, uh, gentlemen. I just dropped a link in the chat. Uh, if you can. Take a look at that in a couple of moments from now. Uh, there is a question. Uh, I'm going to go to this one in a second, though. John asks, is it past Drew's bedtime? Drew, it's past your bedtime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, about oh, yeah. four hours. Yeah, for sure. He, j- Ladies and gentlemen, he looks like he's struggling. Not going to lie to you right now. Love his energy. Looks like he's struggling. Uh, Chris asks, and this is directly to John and Drew, what, if anything, have the Nintendo dads barred you from doing on the show, or do they give you pretty much free reign for After Dark? Uh, free reign. If you listen, you'll understand. Free reign. Yeah, 100% yeah. Free ring. it's pretty my one of my my the best things that was when we started doing our show justin recorded like six or seven bumpers warning people about the content of our show and it it was hilarious because i think he, i think you just sat there for like three minutes and just riffed off the top of your head yeah and so for the first few episodes i would cut one of them and put it at the beginning of our show and um once we got our own feed we didn't need to do that anymore but i told drew I was like i really want to because i feel like Justin's really like making our show very intriguing by warning people about yeah, it. I like, I, I still want to put it back in. You should. You feel, it's they're, like, they're yours to use. Feel free to. It's <laughs> like, it's like the game that says this game is not meant for children or those easily disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. Peggy we want to put it back 18. in. No, Peggy. we can say whatever we want. Peggy. See, I don't think Peggy. Justin even knows Sounds what sturdy. we're talking about, Tim. Right. Yeah, sure. Look at uh, heading over to Skinny Matt. Skinny Matt asks, which of the national toy Hall of Fame inductees would get your vote and why? Gentlemen, I did send you this link mm. and I'm going to quickly run over this for our audio listeners. The American Doll, American Girl Dolls, Battleship, uh, Billiards, Cabbage Patch Kids, Fresh, uh, Fresher Pri- Fre- Fisher Price, Corn Popper, uh, Mahjong, Masters of the Universe toy, Toys, Pinata, Risk, <laughs> Sand. <laughs> The Settlers of Catan and a toy fire engine. Uh, first, can we all agree that sand really deserves it? <laughs> like, what? It's not there already. <laughs> That's the first toy. What are you talking about? The OG. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, just add I, water and it becomes something else yeah. entirely. I'm, I'm going to throw in my vote Master of the Universe toys. I was a child of the 80s. I grew up with these things. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, Do we know how many get nominated? Everybody? I don't know. I'm, we're just we're just going. Drew, what do you I, got? I'm voting for Cabbage Patch Kids because of how many uh, let's play house games I got to play with girls in the neighborhood. So <laughs> good for you, Tim. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Drew. What do you got? I'm going the Fisher Price Corn Popper. Ooh, corn if you popper. don't know what I'm talking about, it's that little thin, it's a little lawnmower. You push it, and the balls pop into the little. Uh, at the I, bottom, of the- I had one of them. I was two or three. Listen, it's still one of those things. If somebody else is doing it, it's the most annoying thing in the world. But even in your thirties, if you were to grab this and push it, it's so it's <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, are we absolutely. still talking about the corn popper? That's, that's oh good. yeah, absolutely. It's, corn popper. it's your it's your own it's your own corn popper, John. John, speaking of folks, uh, what would you add to this list? I'm gonna plus one the Cabbage Patch Kids. I had a Cabbage Patch Kid as a kid, and my my older brother, who's nine years older than me. I think did not like that I had a Cabbage Patch Kid because it wasn't manly enough for him. And it was a football player guy that looked like a New York Jet oh, yeah. player. Yeah, that's so my why. brother that's... went to a he went to a football game where the Giants were playing the Jets and he asked if he could bring my Cabbage Patch Kid. But I was very young and I said, sure. He had it on a noose 
And so he was at the stadium waving this thing on a noose. And then he never brought it home. He said somebody stole it from him. But I am 100% sure he just threw it away so his younger brother wouldn't have a Cabbage Patch Kid. So I was really... I was him in the Hall of Fame to get vengeance. That story was pretty good. I was really hoping you'd be like, I had this Cabbage Patch doll and uh, there was this kid down the street called Tim and we played house together all the time. (laughs) That was really where I was hoping that story was going to go. Well, John, who's laughing now? You got your vengeance tonight when Washington (laughs) beat the Giants. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you know what? I had a Cabbage Patch doll too and it had the Detroit Tigers outfit on. So did it. Ooh. that's how I got to be, you know, the dad and a lot of the little uh, Alan Trammell doll. Now, Jesse, based <laughs> based on these results, or sorry, based on these of these toys, and I assume your age, I assume sand would be the number one. <laughs> no, um, but I, I do have three. Uh, you know, I agree with you about Master. We only universe. need one. That's the rules <laughs> for the love of God. It's just one. One of them is I'll do one and two honorable mentions, but my other two real quick. Then I, I, I would also say Battleship and Mahjong. What was the first one? Battleship. Okay. Oh my god! So gotcha. I gotta work with every single week. All right. Well, um, in no way, if Jesse had two honorable mentions, I need an honorable mention. Too. Shut it, Tim. <laughs> all right. Que- important question from John: Man. Does your mom's milkshake really bring all the boys to the yard, or is that something that would th- is that, or is that just what they say nowadays? What do you like to know, John? <laughs> this is a follow up question for me. Drew uh, asks John. a very important question: of if you hook if you hook up with your friend's wife, but he doesn't know, is it still cheating? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I believe they call that side questing. <laughs> good, good point. Oh my gosh. I got to talk to my gosh. wife. <laughs> what kind of side quests are going on there? That is bonus. hilarious. That is ah, bonus. Uh, Nick Metzger asks, what makes Mario Golf so much better than Life is Strange? Yeah, replayability. Oh, that's pretty, pretty genuine. Yeah, that's there. Community <laughs> participation. Yeah, yeah. Mario. Boo. I mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to keep shaming. Nobody John. used Mario. Everybody used Bowser. They should just call it Bowser Golf. Because Bowser's fair. the only one who can hit the ball more than two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bowser was awesome. Yeah, light, light, I'll take Life is Strange over Mario Golf. Um, life is I, Golf. How about that? How many more people are going to play Mario Golf now that the league is done? Golf is Strange. More. Probably not. Probably well, not. I'll have to do a little random tournament. Yeah, I, I, I don't think a boo hat is enough to bring me back in. No. <laughs> not yet. No. no. Let's see what October brings. As soon as there's uh, a Metroid thing, I'll play again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Um, Peach and Armor. Hey, Hey, Zeus, uh, this question was specifically for Marty, so we're going to defer that to next week for Marty. Uh, Bruce Patterson asks, uh, no overtime tonight, so I have a comment. I love the fact that I can use my Bluetooth earbuds in my Nintendo Switch uh, now, but if only I'd be able to have auto link or have a connection button to the side home screen button where I can hold the home button down during the game. Baby steps, I guess. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Love the show. Merci. Uh, and then Mecha Dragon says, Hey, I'm in Canada right now to meet up with some family. We haven't been here in a while. What things, what are some of the Canadian things 
we can do while we're here. Uh, no, Mecca Dragon. First, I would say uh, bonjour, Mecca Dragon. Uh, Bonavue, Canada. Uh, so first, that's that's the flexing of my entire repertoire of French speaking uh, Canadian that I can do. Uh, if you're in Canada, first and foremost, uh, and Mecca connect, connect with me, he's in Montreal. Uh, sure, look, at, you got to go have some poutine. Right. That's the number one thing you have to be doing. Uh, also, you're very close to Montreal. Go to Montreal. You should go to Montreal. Montreal is a really cool town, really cool city. There's a ton of history there. Uh, it's uniquely different than anywhere else in Canada in regards to the rich history that they have. Some fantastic food, some amazing culture. Uh, I would highly recommend that, um, you know, do your do your traditional Canadian things. If you can go see a hockey game. Um, you know, go to Tim Hortons, get some double doubles, a, uh, if you can, if you can find a place where they actually do like, um, maple syrup tree tours, I'd recommend that as well. You can actually go to maple syrup trees, tap them and drink maple syrup directly from them. I am not even that sounds right something that sounds. I'm not even kidding. You can know, also pour it not, on like a popsicle like are, stick and make like not. maple syrup popsicles. Um, when you come back over the border, make sure you grab uh, a maple whiskey too. Yep. Maple syrup mooses. Yeah, there you go. So tons of stuff there as well. Uh, Drew or John, either you've been to Canada, the Great White North, eh? I've been many times. Big hockey guy myself. I've been there for several hockey tournaments. Nice. Drew, anything you'd recommend to do in Canada, especially he's East Coast. He's near Montreal and Quebec. So anything you'd recommend? Yeah, I think think you nailed it. I think just get out into the city. City's pretty cool. Yeah, cool, cool. John? Yeah, my my bucket, one of my bucket list items is to go see Arrogant Worms concert in Canada, but that item has been on the list and they've retired 12 times. And so I don't know if it'll happen, but John, John, uh, yeah. I saw, I saw arrogant worms in concert. I, in I'm Fort very McLeod. jealous. Uh, and I also got the book. One of the, one of them wrote Ooh. like signed as Ooh, well. I didn't know they had uh, one. Yeah. One of the, one of them authored a book. It was, it's very arrogant worms for a book. I'll have to find, <laughs> I'll have to find it. Like, it's very much like, yeah, this, this, this is, this is right. This is right. Yeah. They're the uh, for those of you owls. that are like, what are arrogant worms? <laughs> They're the weird owls of Canada. Yeah. And the best song to uh, encapsulate that is Jesus Brother Bob. So mm-hmm. get a chance to uh, look for the song from Arrogant Worms, Jesus Brother Bob. Uh, I, I'm Bob. partial to the last Saskatchewan Pirate. Yep. That's and, a very uh, fantastic the one. First get, the first song I ever heard from them was Me Like Hockey, which, uh, Drew, yep. if you haven't heard that one, you need to hear Me Like Hockey. I, I have not heard these. I'll have to look them up. Yes. You'll yeah, love it. Saskatchewan and also, Pirate. I have to suggest to Mecca, if you can do anything while you're there, get a coffee crisp candy bar so you can say you had one to Marty. Yeah, send a picture of you eating a coffee crisp, Marty, or coffee crisp. I'm kidding you not, Mecca. Honestly, please do this. Take a picture of you eating a coffee crisp in Canada. Send it to Marty directly on Twitter. Please. please, And tag the Nintendo dads. And I will promote that and share that as much as I can. (laughs) All right. Uh, gentlemen, man, this has been a long show. This is three hours. This is exactly what I was expecting. Drew is going to die tomorrow. It's possible. It's a hundred percent possible. Um, so let's start segueing out before I say this, John Drew, thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate it. Appreciate your time and the amazing work that you are doing in our community. Uh, thank you for the chat who showed up with this as well. They've been very engaged with all your content. Anything else that the two of you want to share or promote before we head out the door? No, John, is there anything? No, I got nothing. I got we got we're gonna have a K's in the Wild Masks thirty second review over the weekend. So take a look at that and uh, yeah, check out our, our podcast every uh, what do we put it out every Tuesday morning? Yeah, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, just check us out. 
Yeah, I agree. Go have a listen. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we love hearing from you guys, just like any podcast does. So, uh, we're the we're the avenue where you can ask anything, and, and we uh, apologize in advance. Literally, yeah, yep, yeah. And I don't apologize. No, but uh, asked away. I'll Great. apologize for Drew. <laughs> All right, uh, fantastic stuff again, gentlemen. Uh, so we're going to round it out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, quick closing pieces of information. We currently have 5,693 subs on YouTube. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we would love to continue to do that climbing up that ladder uh, to get to 6,000. If you can get us there, a sub, uh, that'd be amazing. We want to thank the over 1,100 followers on Twitch uh, who are using their Twitch subscriptions as well and be jo- joining our Discord community. Remember, September is September. So head over and make sure that will get you entered into the Nintendo Dads par- prize pack entry as well. And of course, head over to Manscaped and get 20% off by using the code NDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Hey, by the way, huge thank you to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsburn, Bert, Dave Ernsberg, Antonio Contreo, Solo Something, and Metroid Hunter 101. If you're looking for all of our latest information news, head over to NintendoDads.org. It's going to include our YouTube channel, tweets, podcasts, links to our Patreon, and links to our Nintendo Dads merch shop as well. Of course, speaking of social media, you can find us on Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and just YouTube by typing in Nintendo Dads. Or you can ma- email us directly at NintendoDads at gmail.com or call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix, which is the music you're hearing throughout the show. And of course, if you're using this on any of your podcast catchers of choice, feel free to leave us a five-star review. If it is less than five stars, head over to Nintendo Dads After Dark or Dads After Dark and leave them three or four-star reviews. That's fine. Only no. five for us. It's an eggplant. <laughs> and a lot of eggplant emojis. That's all you need to add. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for myself, for Jesse, for Tim, for Drew, for John, and for a absent Marty who had to bail out early, but it's okay. I don't hold it against them. I totally do. Have a fantastic night. Be good to each other and take care of yourself. Bye-bye. How many subs does it take for six thousand seven more in daylight and moonlight on Twitch subs and YouTube subs and so many more subs? You can't add one more sub because it'll ruin the song. Right. That is exactly you're kind of stuck there. Uh, Drew, go to bed. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 343, recorded on September 16th, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guests Drew DeFusco and John Blanco from Nendads. <laughs> Let me start that over. This one I'm going to do, I don't usually start over. I'm going to start this one over. DeFusco? DeFusco. DeFusco. I think you should and run Blanco. with the original one. Blanco. Blanco. <laughs> like the queso. Defusco and Blanco. You could maybe also just say, hey, it's Drew and John from Dads After Dark. <laughs> yes. I, I I like I don't know why you're tripping yourself over names that are difficult. Like, why are you hurting yourself? I love your welcome, energy, but come on. Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 343, recorded on September 16th, 2021.